3: this movie
0: welcome back to a brand new episode of WTM Watch This Movie I am Eric Mulder
3: JC Penny is coming here because of me you ask anybody they'll tell you
0: Joining me as always is Mr. Positivity Wolfie T
1: Little pigs little pigs let me come in
0: What's up You know a lot you know it's it's that time of year the holidays are upon us it's Thanksgiving tomorrow we are recording this on Thanksgiving eve it's Red Wednesday.
4: <laughs> red Wednesday, huh? So it's the the last Wednesday in the red before you hit the Black Friday. Mm. And we got football on Black Friday. It's about time. At 2 p.m. on Amazon Prime. That's why the Jets are playing. Is it at 2 p.m.? It's not it's even at Prime 2 time. It's oh, <laughs> 2 p.m. Central. So it's uh, 3 p.m. Wow. Eastern. Well, that's weird. <laughs> so it's like, fuck you, people that got to work. <laughs> i don't know what the idea is if everybody goes and does the uh early bird uh, door buster shopping and then they're they're settling in after lunch to watch some football or uh, i don't know what the idea is i thought it was a going to be a prime time game
0: yeah that's, that's the first time hearing of that but uh that is neither here nor there we are continuing Our horror extravaganza with the theme of the faux American horror film. Today's movie is The Lighthouse, which takes place in the New England area, but was filmed in Nova Scotia. So it is not the United States. It's definitely not cheating to fit the category. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not. Not close (laughs) at all. With us to help us get through Robert Eggers' The Lighthouse, we have once again, Mr. Zolly Becker.
1: You don't really think... When do
2: you things change? Hello, everyone. I'm
0: back. Welcome
4: back. I will say for our listeners, luckily we are not a video podcast because Zolly's been messing with his oh, camera God. for the last five minutes, and, <laughs> and you might get motion sickness for watching. Well, but... <laughs> oh, I
2: thought I was. I thought I was doing you know really good, that's proven Including the situation. Okay, it doesn't matter then.
0: Well, it's so, been a while. You were last on uh, during Stargate, right? Stargate, yeah,
2: yeah. That was uh, at least, at least um, a few months ago. Maybe like, yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah, back in August. August. Yes, yeah, so a lot of a lot has happened since then. The world has changed. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> just real quick, but well, we can get some of your thoughts on Israel Palestine. But we'll frame it with. Uh, we'll keep it in the context of the horror film arena yes because last night twitter or x if you will was a was going nuts over these scream seven revelations that melissa barrera was fired for comments relating to the conflict over there and now today jenna ortega no longer reportedly no longer with the production now it's a little bit of he said she said of when she left the production she's got scheduling conflicts is what yeah Yeah, the report says uh season two of wednesday provided schedule conflicts and that she informed spyglass before the strike that she wasn't (laughs) going to be able to participate but there was another report saying you know she called her agent was demanding that they terminate her contract with spyglass and paramount what have you but yeah what do you think what do you think happens ollie
2: um i'm sure she she quit scream seven because that's what you do. When one goes, you all gotta go.
0: People are getting in trouble to varying degrees over what they're saying regarding this conflict, but I don't know. Spyglass and Paramount, they kinda of back themselves into a corner. I don't know if they really really want to take on the woke mob with this, because they're just gonna destroy Scream Seven. Nobody's gonna go see that now, especially with the two leads out.
2: Well, I mean, at the end of the day, they are they are TV movies, basically. No. Yeah. Because they give them away for free on TV. Which means their intended demo is content. So they're not like, I mean, maybe the bottom line, it's like they don't care. And maybe this is good for them because like Nev Campbell can be like, and I don't mean to sound like I'm like gossiping with, with Scream or some shit. But I would imagine if, if Nev Campbell isn't disgusted for personal reasons, she'd be like, I want the money that both Marissa Barrow was going to get. And Janet Ortega is gonna get, and the, the money the other two people were gonna get quit because they're all gonna quit, and so they have to pay her and probably Patrick Dempsey, and like, I don't, know, I, I think, I think Courtney Cox would have to quit. She's still in those movies, yeah. and like, like for moral reasons, she'd have to be like, no, I support uh, Melissa Barrow's right to you know whatever, and so, but yeah, I mean. Then she'd be like, I want the money that Courtney Cock is going to get too. So she basically have Jaws 4 with Nev Campbell. What about Hayden? Hayden Pennt- Yeah, okay, that. Well, no, because she was in the last one, she'd have to quit also. Anybody we've seen in the last movie who survived it morally mm. and for actual reasons. So you have to construct Scream 7 of people who are not in Scream 6. No one in Scream 6 can be in Scream 7. Mm. So Nev Campbell can be like, I want all those people's money. So you'll have a movie entirely front-loaded around Nev Campbell, in which you know Patrick Dempsey is the only only other paid actor. Maybe it's a modular movie. Well, you know, here's the here's the paradox that we're not discussing. Who's the most important person in this game franchise? The the
4: ghost face.
2: Yes, yes. Which which could be um, so I said, literally Patrick anybody. Jackson. Roger Jackson, the voice. That's <laughs> true. Roger Jackson, the voice. <laughs> he He's in the last movie. He's going to be like, I'm disgusted with, you know, how you <laughs> fucked, you know, Michelle Barrera. And I quit, you know, I, I quit, uh, you know, Hollywood pen style. And he has to do that. Now, that means that it's going to be hard for him on the convention scene. Because, you know, Ghostface will be replaced with AI or some shit.
0: Yeah.
2: Let's replace Roger Jackson, the voice of AI. They probably already agreed to do that at some stage.
0: Because, There's a couple of know, funny uh, tweets today that Ghostface reportedly will not be reprising his role. In well, that, that
2: is the ultimate nightmare. <laughs> that is the ultimate nightmare. If Roger Jackson goes, you have a real problem. You have a real problem. They probably already got one of them
4: voice modulators from the I mean, movie for real, made up, you, 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 so that people can sound like it.
2: like then, then you have like the old, yeah, the as 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 you know, it's an app on your phone. Remember? Yeah, as Mulder said, the either way, the woke mob gets them, no matter what. So, the question is: just Spyglass, Paramount, and however much of MGM is involved and nev campbell do they want to go ahead and make the seventh screen movie
4: they could they could probably just delay it by like three months and then rehire everybody back
2: yeah i mean pretend they, it never happened that is the smartest possible solution and when the do company, they acquire it from miramax i i don't think miramax like, like, i think miramax became half mgm half paramount and half like oh really you know, or something. Yeah i mean that's why the entire miramax is on like paramount plus as as giveaways it's considered worthless
0: it's worthless because you know now they're starting to do stuff again or at least putting their names before films again
4: yeah i saw something recently that had miramax on it
0: but i I don't remember which movie it was
2: yeah i mean they want um the name to live i guess they want Harvey and Bob Weinstein's parents' names Um <laughs> uh, It's been five years. I mean, it's okay. Well, uh, at the end of the day, the, the, the real culprit for Scream 7 is, you know, Harvey Weinstein. I said that on Twitter, but they could always blame Harvey Weinstein. Because if he didn't make Scream, then they wouldn't have a Scream problem. So it's not Spyglass's fault.
4: Well, if, if it's Harvey's fault, isn't that anti-Semitic to point that out?
2: Well, <laughs> If Jews control the media, why is Harry Weinstein in jail? <laughs> <laughs> He's a patsy. Well, well, <laughs> well.
4: You seen how sick he is? He's He shouldn't even be in jail, how sick he yeah, is. A
2: lot of people who
0: are not in jail. Did you see those <laughs> emails from uh, Rose McGowan's manager? No, I did not. What, what, well, what well did that you... was from... That was more around the time when the Me Too started.
2: Oh, was that
0: when her manager threatened
2: her or something?
0: No, that was there were some email exchanges. I forget between who, but it was one of them was Rose McGowan's manager, and she basically poo pooed the uh, the assault allegations and made it sound like it was more consensual, pay for play type stuff.
2: Well, was the manager a woman?
0: Yes, it was. Oh. Yeah, yeah, she funny. committed suicide. <laughs> Uh, not long after the uh, Me Too stuff,
2: this is gonna, this is not going to sound nice. Well, a lot of women who are sexually assaulted have like a jealous friend who doesn't like them that much. <laughs> that's Ooh, that's man. what
4: happened to Vince McMahon. Well, <laughs> he had, well, he had an affair with the with a employee at WWE, and her friend found out about it, and she reported it to
2: HR. <laughs> well, that, that's that's how that's how it that is. So, like, you know, like, you know, you guys remember the fappening, right? Where Jennifer Lawrence's nudes got leaked on the internet? Yeah, yeah. Who's that did that? I, I, this this is probably slandered by saying this. And this is only my theory. But I assume the person who initiated all that shit was her, you know, her her jealous hometown manager who didn't like her.
4: Mm. Allegedly, I should say that for legal purposes.
2: It's ten times out of ten, you know, So my guess is, you know, I know Rose McGowan is like, you know, extreme, but I'm sure the manager thinks that uh, Rose McGowan deserved what she got because like she's famous and Harvey Weinstein's a Jewish producer. And that's just what you girls in the turnip truck do.
0: If I recall, I, I do believe she might've apologized for said emails or, or that they got out, or something or other. She'd want to trivialize her experience, or why I forget the exact wording. But
2: <laughs> then she killed herself. <laughs> she felt. She felt, She obviously felt really, really bad about. You know, but, but yeah, no, I believe that. Uh, now, doing, how do Haruhi seem like supposedly has like a Franken penis or something because he was like burned off or chopped off or something. He was lit up. He was
4: supposedly lit up fire so he Was he used. it a semi circle? Was it a? Are you are you saying that the burning was autobiographical? In some ways, yes, because <laughs> like
2: the two Slovenian women who finally you know put him in the slam, they said that you know he had his genitals were were completely abnormal, and they one of his somebody confirmed that during some extensive surgery, Harvey Weinstein's testicles relocated into his inner thighs. Surgically relocated into his inner thighs.
4: Okay. That was that was sworn testimony in court. <laughs> yes.
2: So um and we know that you know whatever he does, he needs to syringe his pain to get it into a social state. So like he
4: might as well have a horse dick dot MPEG dick.
1: Never thought I'd say this. Fuck that. Let me
2: see your penis, dog. So, there's something very unusual down there. <laughs> so, like, the, the women, the women who've accused Harvey of being bad to them, I, yeah, I mean, I assume they have nightmares and shit. Yeah, because like, so they you know, they I mean, took
0: one look at it, they're like, I didn't sign up for this.
2: <laughs> and like, you know, it's I'm sure that they they're mentally scarred. From seeing his his form and like, cause you know that like from all the interviews and shit, he's like a tragic monster in some ways. Like supposedly, like you know, he's 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 not, you know, he, he loves children and small animals and shit. And but you know, when it comes to, uh, and he's one eye also. One he's only has one eye, cause he either got punched out or uh, burnt out or stabbed out. The burn. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean it's very it's believe I personally believe that he was sit on fire like Hebrews will kill. Yeah. And that's what the burning is autobiographical. Yeah.
0: Mm.
2: Maybe just a little bit.
0: Wow. But of course, uh
4: of course Rose McGowan turned into the brave one after her instance. Yeah,
2: she became full-time, you know, Rose Army all the time. But she hasn't described any any length Harvey Weinstein's, you know, genitalia situation.
4: Pun intended.
2: Well, well, because, like, I don't know why not, because maybe she, like, you know, feels bad for him because he's, like, disabled and shit. But, like, he's, you know, it's a master blaster
0: situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because that's what it is. Who run Hollywood? yeah and, um, At
2: the end of the day, yeah, sorry to derail the screen talk. Oh it's still very screen related I mean, which it I don't is know, very screen related smear dimension films obviously know, the two lines scenes in decide that you know scary movie was to be made and the originally scream was called scary movie
0: mm-hmm.
2: and, yeah, I know, yeah i know i know i know and had they not done that then people at spyglass and, and whoever else in the paramount architecture they would not be having a bad thanksgiving they're getting like an okay, Thanksgiving.
4: Well, they already hate themselves for celebrating Thanksgiving in the
2: first place. That's true. That's yeah. true. But it's so <laughs> much worse now because Wednesday Adams is mad at them, dude. For real, dude. They can't not. That's going to be sad to some of them. That, that's going to be horrible at the table. So,
0: besides the streaming, I mean, th- we know they're losing money on Paramount Plus, but. You know, the, the Scream Five and Scream Six both did very well, especially for being a pandemic film, you know, at the pom- at the box so. office.
2: Yeah, amazingly so.
0: And seven is just gonna do nothing. Basically, their only choice is to get Nev Campbell back, but I don't think she'll come back.
2: It'll be because it'll still be like a movie that people will literally
0: pick it. Yeah. This
2: be a terrible movie. It's like but, he'll make this movie that the bombsy drop on guys and show.
0: I think Nev Campbell's going to need a, a few more years to get over, you know, not being yeah. given her worth.
2: Yeah. Also, this she could be like, I don't want to do it because of what you did. To-. Right. Melissa,
0: yeah. I was the first Melissa where actually, when you think about it. Yeah, maybe nobody's been looking at her Instagram. Maybe she hasn't been posted about Palestine. I don't yeah,
2: well, people don't talk about it. I see. Like, don't we don't talk about it at all? Like, at all, at all. I think are scared of the invisible hand getting them because they know, you know, to some degree, what's the order of things. Is that your invisible hand? Well, not my the collective. Well, like collectively, I mean,
0: <laughs>
2: collectively, <laughs> collectively, you know, but yeah, not my specifically, but in, your in uncle's mind.
0: invisible hand.
2: In 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 forty years, it could be mine. <laughs> oh shit, dude, that is. That could be bad. Well, you know, I'd be, I'd be, I would not do the the spy, I would not be having the spy glass weekend. I would have used my superior logic to navigate the situation. You know, in a perfect Sherlock scan moment, you know, and bat deduction all at the same time. And have, have done a thing that would have supported women, supported the people of Gaza, but also dog whistled israelism <laughs> <It> was... <laughs> perfectly i do mean, perfectly so perfectly but, but we're talking about boomers like insane boomers yeah like 10 years ago they fired megan fox from transformers because she made the wrong hitler joke when <laughs> when the language of love there is hitler jokes so like you cannot you cannot do that you know you can't when you do that you have your downfall it's
0: like when bad yeah, you can't do that yeah it seems be- like uh of course people like Amy Schumer and Sarah Silverman they get to speak on the issue but they don't really get any repercussions because they're on the right side right yeah they they uh <laughs> well well they're on the wrong side of fifty <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's why they're not going to work anymore. Well, not Amy Schumer. Come on. When, when was the last time you see, seen either of them in something?
0: you know.
2: Not somewhere been a long time. It's a long time. <laughs> they're uh, well, like,
4: unemployable. The, the
2: problem is, and the Jews in America forget when, they, when you reveal the fact that you, know, you want to wage war, it reveals the fact that your, your liberalism is actually surface level. It's like it's only my liberalism, it's not your liberalism. Like mm-hmm. it's only my freedom of speech.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> that was a funny thing about the Scream Seven fiasco. There was a couple of uh I don't know geek journalists that were quote tweeting these stories and going, "God, all, all these stupid right wing studio execs firing." Her. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, quote, I quote tweeted, "I'm like, yeah, sure, right wing." Right. Well,
2: wing. I mean, in in the humanist sense, they are correct.
0: They are right wing,
2: actually. Yeah. The, but like in the in the way things are in in adult grown up world, where people don't have usernames, they have jobs. <laughs> Spyglass are, are nice, are, well, you know, they're nice. You know, liberal Democrats who want carbon neutral, everything, and you know, like mandatory like uh, electric. Down converted to shit TVs and, and the whole eco-world, every every possible nanny state progressive thing. Now mind you, what they don't what they don't realize, because most people are very, very stupid, is these people are not really liberals. They are they are power mad authoritarians. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just using the nice flowery language of Hallmark cards and TV movies and shit to
0: just Team. So yeah, the these same right wing studio execs that filled the Scream franchise with Kathleen yeah. Kennedy volume levels of women of color yeah, and LGBTQ. Exactly That's what we want to do. It's like the Courtney Cox is the only white person in Scream Sex, <laughs> I think. She's the only white person in Scream 6. <laughs> I, I guess, but she doesn't count though. Wasn't she married to a Russian?
1: <laughs> uh,
0: she used to be. Yeah, she used to be. <laughs> but no, didn't Vladimir go fight for the Ukraine?
2: I, I don't know. I don't know which side he went fighting for. I believe um,
4: he went for Ukraine. I think they are yeah,
2: you know, they
0: are Ukrainian. That's good. Yeah. That's heroic. That's why they let her in, I think.
2: remind you. It's also I don't mean to sound like I'm like calling out Vladimir Kushka or whatever. Like I'm I'm challenging you to to a, to a parking lot flight like from Joseph. <laughs> no. I just think that if you like have like a family and shit, it's irresponsible because, yeah. like, you know, they don't live
0: there, they live like you know, mm-hmm. in America, the UK. He might have uh, a lot of family still there, I have no idea, but
2: no, I know. Well, like, it's totally irresponsible
0: right? Yeah, you got your own, you want to make more orphans, but <laughs> you to should
2: not it. do that. Well, I mean, now mind you, that's like the ultimate fight. So, like, I can't, you know, my professional advice is someone who sells Yu Gi Oh cards um, <laughs> that you should not do that. But put it in any other way, like, yeah. So, like,
0: well, your advice should be you should instead sell Yu Gi Oh cards.
2: Yeah, do that. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean,
0: if you are, a,
2: if you do have the warrior mindset, though, and you do have the opportunity to go and do that, you're probably going to keep the call no matter you know what your higher brain function tells you to do because it's like a biological imperative, perhaps yeah yeah maybe may like you may be hardwired at some point to go hive mind and like all kill in one direction or something i have no idea but because we, we've never been in a country that's been properly not just something like we like, you know, all tom morello or some shit but we've never been like at war in america Right. so we don't know what that feels like we don't know what full mobilization feels like we've never, you know, there's never been a Pearl Harbor situation.
0: we just watch Red Dawn and clutch our
2: pearls yeah and I mean like adults and shit during 9-11 some of them went in but but that even something like 9-11 I think wasn't in, immediate enough yeah because that we still felt, you know, within weeks we felt safe again, there was no like the world will end
4: well, WWE ran a a live uh, SmackDown two days after the yeah, 9/11 attack. It was,
2: it was, it was uh, SNL the week later. The we, you world know,
0: recovered.
2: Not to sound like 9/11 wasn't a huge fucking deal, like
0: the hey, Some people did something, and you know, yeah, we yeah. passed it.
4: Know it <laughs> Stephanie McMahon compared it to the federal government trying to take down her father? Well, you know... <laughs>
2: It there there well they, it, uh, there are there are things in there that may be potentially parallel maybe I mean you know when you attack, when you go at it metatextually. she she said that two days after the attack well that that wow. makes the most sense that's musical. well I remember my my, my eighth grade comment was like they'd be like this is definitely better than Columbine that's what I said my right <laughs> <to it>. and <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was because that was you know well that you know that's still you know that if you have, have a Call of Duty quote like in the middle of something the better. <laughs> it's better than Columbine. Because, I mean, there's <laughs> no way that anything I believed at that moment. Like I was arguing with some kid through the bull cut, and he was like, "Columbine is going to be more influential because, like." And the world changed so much. And I'm like, the nothing, nothing compared to this. And I was right. I was way right. Because compared to COVID, you only have 9-11. And it's changed the you know, the world
0: so much. I think you're forgetting January 6th, Zolly. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs>
2: January 6th was so traumatic and upsetting and dangerous to the whole United States. And I suppressed the memory of the event. Checked myself from further uh, Indiana <laughs> Jones five related trauma. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, I hope you're
4: okay to continue the episode after.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be okay. I'll come. <laughs> I, yeah, no. I thought I thought I was able to forget and move past Jan six. So, but... you know, January six is at the end of the
2: day one of probably many peasant revolts that we're gonna see <laughs> as as the world gets worse. Help! It sounds, it sounds so meaning to say it's a peasant revolt, but like, it was. It's not. It was. Yeah. And it's going to probably happen, like, again. Do you see it repressing me? You saw it, didn't you? Yes. no point when I was watching January 6th did I think, like, oh no, something is really bad is going to happen to <laughs> I mean,
4: you know, AOC uh, was cowering in her closet.
2: I thought, potentially. Right next
4: to the, the attack. Uh, I, I crossed the, the street in a different would- building.
2: I, I thought the only I thought the only people who were gonna die were the people, you know, doing it. And I thought they were just gonna do like the Olympic, you know, they were gonna have turrets and shit and just mow them all down. Surprised they didn't.
4: That one guy, he had zip ties. He was
2: specifically coming to rape AFC, yes. He knew she was there. Was was that before or after uh the big booty Latina meme?
0: Well, it was funny when they, they they looked at other parts of the video and they found out that that, that the zip ties were placed there by like the Capitol Police because they were planning well, on I mean, having to arrest like you know mass arrests of people. So yeah. Somebody just it, left it, it was, on a table, and then that guy gonna, picked it up, and everyone's like, "Oh, he's got zip ties."
2: <laughs> like when they say the shaman got two years in jail, right? Do we know anything about the shaman? Is the shaman a real person, or is the shaman a fraud in a costume? Well, he's out now. He got a plea deal or whatever. Because these you know, not you know, okay, okay. But I'm just saying at the end of the day, capitals will probably be stormed again because that's where that people storm capitals, people storm Walmarts. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> they storm, but that is not a nine level level thing. And to say that it is is is, is 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 I mean, I I'm just saying as someone who's like edgy and shit. Like I would never say that because like it's can't because
0: only right. like and but any anyway. anywho <laughs> let's try and steer back to the lighthouse <laughs> the lighthouse. yeah but, not the White
2: House
4: from the White House uh, to I'm the saying.
2: lighthouse <laughs> yeah I do you think the lighthouse is any way it connected to Paramount or MGM at all for a no it is not okay sorry <laughs> it's eight twenty four
4: so you know it's good just mm-hmm. by the seeing that logo yeah, come it up is on
2: the Paramount. App. Or could be
4: wrong. I think Showtime has uh, most, yeah. if not all, the A24 stuff.
2: That, that's what. So, yeah. It's, yeah, it's definitely it's next, it's on the same
0: page as the two screen movies. That's right. Now, yeah. yes. Uh, let's just go into the details. Unless you want to break some up beforehand.
4: Well, I, I don't, I, you want to get into right away the uh, the style of this movie, uh, how it was shot in four by three black and white mm-hmm. uh very much looks uh like a movie you might uh see in the 1920s or 1930s even
0: that's right yes. know, I,
4: I really enjoyed that aspect of it That was uh it was one of the big draws for me is i really like the aesthetic
0: yeah zolly when I, I mentioned um i can't remember if i was at cedar cliff collectibles talking to you or uh if i was messaging you on x but i had asked if uh you like the lighthouse or not? We're yeah. interested and in discussing oh, it. No. And you're like, "Oh yeah, I really like the the lighthouse. It's pretentious as shit, but it's good." <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> and it's
0: yeah. you're you're correct. <laughs> because it's like a medium
2: over over melodrama. When you decide to make something in black and white and like the silent ratio and shit, well mm-hmm. half of Uggers' thing is. Is medium over the substance. And that's not a criticism because I never made like a real movie. Um, but uh, I think The Lighthouse would be a purer movie if it was shot conventionally.
0: You want better HDR for this, right? You don't well, really get to not, expand saying, the colors. Well,
2: I'm not saying that I... It, I, I would have shot it like... Uh, I would have not given you know, it an artificial aspect ratio. I
0: mean, this, is, this is also not the Chrome edition of Mad Max here. This is... No, I'm, not, I'm just saying... I, <laughs>
2: He he limited the good the the intended good, the greatness of the lighthouse in many ways by uh, by making it so esoteric in its production.
0: I would have liked to have seen it in the scope. Yeah, I mean, he should have at least
2: filled the screen. I don't mean to be like you know you should always fill the screen, but you should have. It's it's yeah because you have to work with. Um,
0: the box i mean wes anderson will kind of go back and forth with different He'll aspect ratios inside of a inside of a single film yeah but i probably would have been annoyed if he went if he switched between scope and four by three uh in the lighthouse yeah but i don't know it's it's one of those things where i could see where he'd want to have some things to make it maybe a little more claustrophobic or oh yeah also I mean, it's it's the, it's the period yeah. setting you know yeah, looks gay. it looks great it looks great yeah, yeah it's got the 19 i mean it takes place in the 1800s but it has that right. 1920s film feel maybe like a german expressionist type thing exactly you got then the then black and white it's you know there's a lot of fog there's some dutch angles
3: there are only two things i can't stand in this world people who are intolerant of other people's cultures and the dutch
0: very evil dead <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: i mean yeah it's got a lot of that it's got a lot of, it, but i mean i think it i think a lot of it's supposed to be a little funny. i think it's supposed to be not entirely sincere
0: well, i think like, the fart jokes alone yeah,
4: prove that yeah definitely um, or, or like when he kills the seagull
0: yeah the scene, <laughs> that was and, the biggest lap for me it
2: seems like it's a made for the internet
0: as was the witch or the the witch the, the witch are you a fan of the witch
2: yeah, I like it. That's because you know Annie Taylor Ch- Joy is hot. <laughs> I mean, like well, she's
0: really- like fifteen in that movie though.
2: Well, I was, I was. Well, that's that's I respected her her acting ability. <laughs> but I was going to preface that by saying because of the fact that Annie Taylor Joy was like fifteen years old, uh, he should have gotten you know a different actress who's like you know he, he limited right. himself by getting someone who couldn't get
0: naked on screen. Yeah. Because uh, although she kind of does, but you, yeah. you see glimpses yeah. at the end, and it's making kind of uncomfortable. If
2: you're making a horror movie, you're making a horror movie, um, you have to have naked <laughs> you woman know, you, you have.
0: I to, would not say you're wrong.
2: <laughs> and so, you, you're, if you're making, if you're going to make one horror movie in your whole life of making horror movies, uh, you have to do what Sam Ruby did and have and make a naked woman at some point. You have to do well. You, Hopefully in the first twenty minutes.
0: Drag Me to Hell doesn't have one.
2: Yeah, but that's in the era of tyranny. That's the era of the PG thirteen horror, movie, which is which is a horrible, a horrible Stalinist thing imposed on art. I forget. Doesn't the Blu ray have an R
0: rated version?
2: It's the same movie. I mean, I mean movie. there's
0: no nudity, but there's an R. It's like the yeah, it's, it's like so the Live Free much. or Die Hard where they throw in like ten f bombs. It's even less
2: than that. I'm sure, like like some. Bodily secretion that's colored black in the <laughs> version is red or maybe green or, or some other color in, in the RA version right. because it could be just whatever upset the MPA on that day. Now the <laughs> MPA is concerned with entirely different things. Mm. I know what you can or can't show. A, well, I know you, I think, I think I know what you can't show in a modern movie tobacco use. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's one thing. Automatic
4: R. It's an it's an automatic R. Tobacco use. Yeah, yeah. In a non-historical
2: context, I think that's no.
0: why Florence Pugh is naked so much in Oppenheimer. Nolan's like, I already I got cigarettes. You better take it <laughs> off.
2: Women? Yes, exactly. No, I think Nolan is kind of a little bit scared of women in movies. I think he's what? I think women is. I think Nolan is a little scared of women in his movies. Mm. Because he, he shot Florence Pooh like she was bane. And that's it's a little weird. Well, like
0: She seemed makes, like the aggressor in those scenes.
2: Well yeah, yeah. That's that's why. I mean but like he but he shot her exactly like you know, like you to break you. that's yeah, that's not how that's not how I would make my Oppenheimer movie about Oppenheimer's <laughs> Uh, Jewish mania. You'd Why have not? her
0: sitting in a chair in a black dress, right? Yeah, well, yeah, I have the same. I have the
2: same things, but I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't. The Saudi
0: do, version of the film. I'm here
2: to break you. Mister Oppenheim. No, yeah. <laughs> no, I, 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 I do the same cheesecake stuff. Um, but I, I, I would not film her like a superhero because I. Well, uh, I mean, I might. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe, I would. maybe like now that i know you i know that you are a super young.
0: she's got um, a septum ring she's a damn well, i mean zach braff breaks one that, or two right there.
2: There, there there are things that could that yeah, you know they could land her they could balance the scale on, on that thing yes <laughs> um well like i don't know her. i don't know her. but yeah i'm not criticizing her. i think oppenheimer is a really good movie but uh yeah it's, it's it's not Batman.
0: <laughs> Speaking of which, you didn't respond to my tweet today. I didn't. No, I didn't get
1: any notifications.
2: Was I, was I out of? Was I at the Chinese restaurant where there's no Wi-Fi?
0: No, it was uh this morning. Actually, I tweeted last night after you had long gone to bed, but oh. I was scrolling through That's Facebook. That's
3: right.
0: why. Well, I mean, I figured you saw it this morning, and we're like, oh, oh. no, nice.
2: Sometimes- Sometimes because they get so many like things, um, it doesn't it just buries them or does it doesn't like to experiment? And but this, I I primarily communicate with you via DM. Yeah,
0: well, I mean this uh, this isn't just even a local aspect. This is a a traveling next year is gonna be a traveling 35th anniversary, uh, the Batman, uh, the score is gonna be oh, like yeah, a traveling
2: sure. symphony I have, or whatever. Yeah, I I have no interest in you know having you know somebody cover Shirley Walker and do that
0: no. Cover it. Prince? You have to purify yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what, they, what they do is it's the same. I think it might even be Eric Kurtzell who does it. Just going to be at the Orpheum Theater in uh, oh, Minneapolis that's, here. That's like, I don't mean to sound condescending or mean and if anyone you know, tries to bust me for saying this later, I'll say, I say this in the kindest way possible. I think that that kind of thing <laughs> I would not go. Yeah, no. Like, people would ask you, do you want to go to the Star Wars concert?
0: <laughs> no. What? No. You don't want to listen to Duel of Fates live? No,
2: no.
4: It's Only okay. if John Williams is there. <laughs>
0: I, I mean, like,
2: yeah, maybe. Yeah. But, like, that's the oh, ultimate. Oh, oh, that oh, oh, <laughs> music on their phone. Like, listen to the song on my phone. I'm going to stop you and make you listen to the song on my phone. It's like, no concerts now this is like no this is like would you pay 70 dollars to listen i play the tuba uh, i would have
0: thought you would have jumped at the chance to hear batman 89 live live like i do
2: that in the shower for myself
0: <laughs>
2: it's, it's my, like, my interpretation of danny elfman's as valid as anyone else's so like yeah you know, I'm just saying, like, I, like if I were, I'm not gonna like, record myself or something. That'd be like the ultimate. uh well, like, it's like I was, John
0: Williams in the shower, Bob, bu- 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 Williams
2: style.
0: want <laughs> <If someone>, to bu- <laughs> like, bu- see, bu- 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 bu-
2: <laughs> you just see Batman in concert. And I'd be like, you know, I will send you a recording. <laughs> in the shower. And, you know, then you know, I'll show you that
0: I'm no better than you. At the end of the day. well no i will not subject myself to that i didn't look into it that much to see how much tickets were it's going to be in june i'm, yeah, I'm I guessing just, it's going to be more than i would want to pay but if it was yeah. cheap i would i wouldn't mind if it was a dollar like, they didn't feel like pay me to buy that for a dollar <laughs> they didn't pay
2: me like 80 bucks is it june
4: does it is it here juneteenth weekend
2: June 21st I, mean, I believe yes it is <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, will they that's the question would they do prince stuff It they they probably wouldn't the question now they, they would not they would only use daniel thing that's what's only
0: what there's only 3 prince tracks right or but there are a lot of secret ones
2: yeah just the one yeah i guess the ones they didn't use right and and you want to play it in the local whatever it would be weird if they didn't cuz it's... i don't know i don't know it's, it's very it's been said that the Batman theme itself was retroactively derived from Scandalous, the, 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 the Prince song. Because in, in, like, originally, John Peters had Prince do the score and the album, album and the score together. Just, you know, you'll know what to do.
0: Oh, the John yeah. Peters?
2: Yeah. So he's. Poked out John
0: Peters? Yes,
2: he knew it would work. He knew it would work. And it did not work, so he Danny Elfman <laughs> would get it. But it's it's very likely Danny Elfman as an oingo boingo person and an Omaha <laughs> and you know cared about music and shit. It was like I was watching Back to School the other night. Yeah, he he probably... boingo, he, boingo came out. Of- it's, it's it's a big part of history. It's in, I believe that Danny Elfman r- resurrected a lot of Prince's riffs here and there. And as you know, they didn't dispose of the songs. They the as didactics and shit in the movie. But I don't want to talk about Batman. Not again. Batman is
1: dead.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry to uh, open up old wounds, Zolly. Yeah, I'm, st- I'm still healing. I thought you would have enjoyed the respite that an 89 soundtrack performance would have provided. It would be would
2: be so... But... It'd be a year of the day to the lost Batman. You see, it's like, oh no, and I'd be in like public. Like, so
0: it would have been like the one year anniversary.
2: Yeah, it, it would have, have... been. It would have been like the most <laughs> to crazy, loser thing to be. I w- I will no, I'll, I'll go if they pay me. <laughs> and
0: maybe like you know, they'll be like it'd be like important to the MNCBA or some shit if we. Well, it sounds like it's some big national tour that they're going on with mm-hmm. this Batman. It's the 30, 35th anniversary in 2024.
2: So what they're... Traveling Not the country. Three tickets, tickets aren't enough because I'd have to park or some shit. and park in <laughs> yeah. I'd have to stay there for like three or four hours. So I'd have to be paid.
4: And you'd probably have to walk around downtown Minneapolis in the yeah. dark.
2: Hey, I'd have to be paid like at least... 80 to 400 dollars. They should be a
4: bodyguard too.
2: <laughs> yes, I don't I don't like going to Minneapolis like at night. Like I was at Minneapolis in the night, like just Monday, and that was
0: terrifying. Terrifying. I went and saw Adam Sandler when he was here uh the other weekend.
2: In Minneapolis?
0: it was a target center. You
2: you, you brought your family to the war zone? <laughs> <You
0: know. laughs> Just my wife for her birthday. She's a big. That,
2: that's, that's, she, she loves the Sandman. So no better than Vladimir Klitschko. Now I, I'd see Adam Sandler, but I would not go down to Minneapolis to see Adam Sandler. That <laughs> you braver man than I am. I mean, I would go down to Minneapolis in, in the day, but at seven o'clock, I'd I I'd disappear. Mysteriously.
0: <laughs> <laughs> One of these days, we'll get you in Uptown.
4: He should have run the Excel Center and then, you know, nothing dangerous ever happens next to the Science Museum of Minnesota. All right. Ooh, St. Another. Paul,
0: you're you're in the clear for the most part. True.
4: Right by the river, by the by the jail that got converted into condos because it was such great riverfront property. <laughs> <laughs> they decided that a jail was not the best use of it
2: yeah well I mean the the jail is, is end new the jail out in the middle of St Paul now like, see, like underground
4: I don't I don't remember what they did with it, but they had this jail right on the river in St Paul and it had like the like a million dollar view of the
2: river and oh yeah uh, that was really deb- yeah I think they when did they do all it was that five years ago or four years ago
4: I don't remember when it happened, but I'm pretty sure they converted it to condos and it's like oh, really high
2: on condos they did. That's exactly what they
4: did. It's like these these prisoners have the better a better view than all the rich people live in downtown.
2: Yeah, well, because you know downtown St. Paul is very empty past the Excel Center. Completely empty.
0: Let's steer back to the lighthouse. Let's get through the details. Yeah. It's
2: the lighthouse, <laughs> close quarters,
0: horror. Yeah, uh, are you guys of the opinion that it's a horror film?
4: Yeah, it yeah, is. that's why uh, I picked it for the horror extravaganza,
0: Eric. I know, horror I,
2: know, I know, I know, <laughs> I know, I know, like,
0: but has at least two and a half markers in horror, well, conventional, but I consider it horror
2: as well. There's a naked mermaid, yeah, so others, you know, he. he Corrects his mistake as an artist and as a man.
0: <laughs> he doesn't show enough of the mermaid for my. Life. Well, he pulls
2: it. He pulls a shining essentially, which he you know the mermaid.
4: At one point, the mermaid turns into one of <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, but scary mermaids are important. Also, and they forget that they're scary mermaids, and uh, it's good to feature them. It
4: was a realistic mermaid with yeah. those weird.
2: Gills mermaid. down the ribbed cage. Mermaid realism is a good thing. And it looked like a period-specific mermaid.
0: Mer- realistic mermaid. So, The Lighthouse from 2019 was written by Robert Eggers and his brother Max. It's mostly his, uh, an incarnation from his brother Max. Of course, Max is also the name of his dog. Hi-oh. <laughs> <laughs> A reimagining of a Edgar Allan Poe uh, poem that was never really? finished. Is that and, just something like
2: they made up and said? Like, is there really an unfinished poem called
0: The Lighthouse? Uh, let's see. It's I can't remember if it's called The Lighthouse, but it was the way the Eggers tell it. It was over dinner, lamenting the fact that Robert had just pitched the witch and it was shut down by some studio.
2: And he's like, you know, I can't get
0: anything made in this town. And Max is like, I got this idea for a movie. It's going to make gangbusters. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's called The Lighthouse. Um, There's lots of masturbation and farts. (laughs) Edgar Allan Poe's unfinished short story, The Lighthouse. And this one has a hyphen in it, Lighthouse. I have a feeling they took considerable
4: artistic license. With the uh, alleged uh, inspirational
2: material, right. Oh. oh yeah,
0: but um, that's that's kind of how it started. It went from there. It's mostly Max's baby. Obviously, uh, something like this can only be made after you make something like The Witch, which is a uh, critical and somewhat commercial success, especially for the mm-hmm. budget. Anna Taylor Joy was nobody at the time, and
2: made her a star.
0: Yeah. Her and Black Philip.
2: The goat. The goat. Kind of, kind of <laughs> Fame was too much for Black Philip. you know he went out. He he, he burned out quickly.
4: <laughs> they, they yeah, I read just recently that article on Black Philip and how difficult he was, or it was a tweet or something. Somebody's probably he was probably saying how was difficult he was on set, and so he they probably, they like, retired probably, him after
2: the movie. Yeah. He probably had like relatives like you know, fought like fought and occupied Palestine, you know, and because of these relationships. <laughs> like, he probably had like very UK based opinions about Israel. Probably <laughs> he probably was the, he probably got Israel.
0: Uh this film stars Robert Pattinson as Thomas Howard, or as he first uh, describes himself uh or calls himself um Ephraim uh sorry uh Winslow. Willem Dafoe plays Thomas Wake. I thought he was saying Wick. <laughs> I was like, okay, Wake. I Yeah, I thought so too uh, at one point. It says here Wake, but uh, Valeria Caraman as uh, The Mermaid. Logan Hawks was the real Ephraim Winslow, one that died. Kyla Nicole was Woman on the Rocks. Sean Clark was the departing wiki. Pierre Richard, departing wiki, assistant wiki. Preston Hudson was tendermate. Jeffrey Kutz as tendermate. And Sully Siegel as the Seagull. That was the Seagull, the, the one-eyed Seagull. Uncredited. Sully Seagull. They Sully. probably named him after Sully, right? <laughs> the Hudson? Um, yeah. Miracle on the Hudson. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Oh, sorry. Um, synopsis. This, this was Sully's second
4: movie after the, <laughs> after debuting in The Shallows. Oh. Sully would later appear in Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, synopsis. Two lighthouse keepers try to maintain their sanity while living on a remote and mysterious New England island in the 1890s. Real quick, in The Shallows, he was
4: credited as Sully Stephen. Stephen. <laughs> oh.
2: that
0: is a good the they, <laughs> they spell it with a, like a V E N or a P H E N. Uh,
4: with a V. S T E V E N. They probably changed it
2: because of
0: Russia. Yeah, <laughs> mm, probably. Oh, so yeah, we talked about the four by three, the the black and white. Where's that fucking horn coming from? <laughs> oh everything's very uh, moody
4: I, w- I wanted to mention too the uh the dialect and accents that they used i remember when this came out a lot of people were like i wish it had subtitles mm-hmm. i can't understand what they're saying I, to I i i don't i didn't really feel like that when i saw it in the theater uh i thought it was you know easy uh, they were understandable enough that you could follow along with what they were saying, and uh, like Zolly just said, it's supposed to be like that, I assume. Or like yeah. it's not necessarily important. Everything that they're saying is just as, as long as you can kind of follow along with the, uh, with the
2: gist of it. The gist of what they're saying. It's the it's Christopher
0: when, Nolan strategy.
2: Well, yeah, yeah, that is his true. Style. Well, like I mean, his 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 whole shit is like, I want you to see what's happening, not not it. Christopher
4: Nolan refuses to do uh, re-recording of, of dialogue.
2: The, yeah, the, the emotional intensity of the... Of, yeah, that's all. we got to use the live performance. Well, like, with I, the lighthouse, yeah, I mean, so the Nolan rule really is in effect. But you can actually understand the lighthouse more than you can understand, like, a lot of dialogue in Interstellar.
0: Interesting. More. Well, <laughs> I would say you can understand Stellar better, but you'd, I'd agree with you if you said Tenet. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I Yeah, because I they, find Interstellar to be pretty easy to understand.
2: They, but they turn the engines off. Yeah, but like when they're in the car or when they're when they're having like action scenes. Really
0: yeah, yeah. That's,
2: that is by design, but that's not how movies should be. <laughs> I mean, that's sorry, it's not how movies should be. Um, <laughs> Now the real question is do people talk like that in nineteen oh two or eighteen eighty-five? I don't know, because uh uh it's entirely possible that well that that could have been too too much closer to old English. But we see it and we believe it and it works. It makes it authentic.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I mean it's not like it's snob. it does it yeah. does serve the piece.
0: Yeah, I never once questioned like, would they really talk like this? Like the only thing I question is is he really farting like in his face and stuff? Like you know, that's like the only thing you question.
2: Yeah, all these things are uh, all these things in the movie are done to put. What what
4: is that stuff dripping down from the uh, lantern? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, really the really guy above him is naked,
4: naked right? Like he is he really walking around naked? Is he jacking off to the light? <laughs> the, the light. <laughs> <It's weird. laughs> is that
0: jism coming down from the the lantern? Well. Does say later on you smell like dirty jism. <laughs> so you could conclude that there's jism, I mean well, they're both jerking Pattinson's off. is the only one that is shown to be jerking off. But well,
4: there's there's the one scene early on where he's uh Pattinson is fixing the roof and he sees uh uh Defoe in bed and he's like laying on his stomach and he's got his ass out it kind of looks like he's humping the mattress yeah
0: Yeah. i was like he's breathing like it i was wondering by the show that because he's fixing he's supposed to be fixing the leak that's right above him i was like so am i led to believe that he's looking through that people and he's seeing william defoe laying in his bed there was like a like hump in his bed
4: there was like a big ass hole in that ceiling like he took the whole section of shingles out
0: well, he has to like go all the way down in to like There's see into it. In there, yeah. So I thought, well, maybe he's just looking down at his own bed. And Defoe had climbed over into his. And it was like, you know, <laughs> having his own fantasies and does, whatnot, which would have been a lot of soil his bed. It would have, I mean, it would have been par for the course for this movie, I guess. But I wasn't sure if, you know, he's probably just looking over at Defoe, but in his bed. But I don't know. Yeah. I thought that they were implying that it was Panson's bed because the leak was above his bed. So that's why he was like looking down, like, what's he doing? <laughs> <laughs> why is he humping my bed? <laughs> well, I think he was just, he,
4: he was mad because Defoe was lazing off and, you know, he yeah. made him go do all the work.
0: Well, he, his bed already had a hole in it. This was well, established by him taking the, the mermaid out of it. This is true. You know, There's already a hole in it. This is something that Defoe could have used in a pinch. Yeah, a soft hole. There's other things like turpentine and honey around. You know, want to use something? <laughs> I need something.
4: Of course, the uh, the mermaid, uh, the, the the mermaid carving is a big uh, plot point. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know i guess that's that's what you did back then <laughs> but <laughs> man you would think at that point it's just like i'd rather just use my imagination well he kind of does because he
4: manifests the, the mermaid into a real life mermaid yeah
0: but why does he have to hold the
4: shitty looking wooden mermaid to <laughs> think that <laughs> maybe he doesn't have much of imagination <laughs> course also do we know the mermaid's not there <laughs> it's very open-ended
2: but there are a lot of things in the way that could be hallucinations
0: yeah that's true yes especially towards the end with who's fighting who who's murdering who who's really crazy yeah how long have they been there yeah we should
4: establish they're there for a four-week job right Tending the lighthouse
0: and the uh the living quarters and whatnot willem defoe is the wiki as he calls himself is that a term that you've heard outside of this movie or is that just something he made up i i had never heard it before
4: At least i don't think i have but then again i don't have a lot of lighthouse
2: experience <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know. never piloted
0: lighthouse. I gotta rewatch the fog and see if Adrian Barbeau is called the Wiki or something. Is that her call sign on the radio?
2: No, I'm a professional Wiki. <laughs> yeah, I don't know.
0: Speaking I, of which, back to school, Adrian Barbeau. There she is. Well, yeah. well, he's lighting the
4: candle to keep the uh, the ships from running into the rocks.
2: So uh, yeah, there is there is a Wiki. You know, it could be. I mean, these, these are all these about all the etymological stuff in this movie is in, is kind of in doubt for me. I mean, not I mean not etymological, not etymological, excuse me, linguistic because you know the the dialect could be fanciful just to fuck with what we think about stuff.
0: The lighthouse yes. itself is fueled by kerosene, correct? Yes, the entire time because that he's tasked with carrying the kerosene around the. We
4: think it's, we think it's sealed. I think so They're uh what are they they, they call it
0: oil better uh, octopus with... juice <laughs> <It's not> octopus. <laughs> the ink octopus ink yes yeah we can give a few more rough outlines of the movie and then we can just kind of get into it like you said it was it's a four week job uh william defoe is very demanding
1: should pale death with treble dread Make the ocean caves our bed. God, who hears the surges roll, deign to save our suppliant soul. To four weeks. No, sir, thank you. Uh, bad luck to leave a toast unfinished lad.
3: meaning, well, mean, and, mean and no disrespect. Eh? Man, what don't drink best have his reasons. All right. Tainted, are you? Art, I don't understand it. Against regulations, sir. Did you? I did, sir. From uh, from them's manual. Did
1: picture you a reading man? Well, I ain't trying for trouble. Then you do as I say. That's in your book too. sister needs a look into one of your duties lad or didn't you read yourself about it you clean the brass and the clockwork and you tidy up the quarters after there's well more to be mended outside do you hear me lad yes sir aye sir
0: I, sir he gives him all the shit work he he handles the light the light is Willem Defoe's thing and don't ever fucking let me catch you up there. <laughs> Keeps it under lock and key. It makes it known that it's not Robert Pattinson's place to be there. He's got to put in his time. He could be a wiki or a, or work the light at another uh, lighthouse. Not this one. This is his.
2: That's forever.
0: They gives him all the grunt work. There's also a series of adventures he has with a seagull, <laughs> uh, which we'll get into later. Any other, I mean, there's the mermaid.
4: Well, Defoe keeps a log of all the stuff that uh Pattinson does so he can uh, figure out how much to dock his pay at the end of the four weeks. Do they really show him writing
0: in the log that often? I didn't really notice him
4: like two or three times, and then like Pattinson uh tries to to find it uh to see what he wrote about him, uh, and he ends up. Not going for it because he finds the key to the lantern. Yeah. But well, he, yeah. I mean, he, he, he finds like, the log, but the end then he gets that... the log later after they flood out the whole place. Right. And like, it's just all like, it's all bullshit about how he slept in and he was lazy on the job and he didn't do this. Yeah. Like, he just wrote like this terrible review of everything he did.
0: And it's either complete lies. If I wanted my face covered in lies, I would still be in porn, right? Yeah. or we have an unreliable narrator and we're not getting hmm. the accurate picture, which could also be true, but everything they show you is to the contrary. I mean, he doesn't seem to be the most dedicated worker, but he is doing what he is told. Uh, you know, maybe Klein tooth and nail, but he's doing it.
4: Well, also a lot of the stuff he's asked to do is like more than what one
0: man could do. Yeah. It's it's success, but it's very demanding. Even there's that argument about the scrubbing the floors. And uh, yeah, he's like, why no, does it matter? <laughs> yeah, well, that, no. he's like, I'll I'll mm-hmm. have you scrub it another ten times if I want to. And <laughs> it's like Jesus, but um, you guys just want to get into like the the seagull because that the first appearance of the seagull happens pretty early.
4: So, so the first night they're there, the uh, the water pump or the water is uh, very dirty. So there's the cistern is fucked up, which I am not familiar with cisterns. It's uh, not a
0: well. Or is that just another name for a well or a type of? Well,
4: well? I, I'm looking at Wikipedia, and I guess it's some kind of like rainwater collecting thing.
0: Okay, I was thinking about that because I'm like, okay, they got what appears to be a well because it's it's a pump. To get the yeah. water i'm like well they're on a, a very very tiny island surrounded by salt water so i suppose they're just going i was wondering how that small patch of land would have enough water underneath it to have a well that would give fresh water right. I'm like they're but... surrounded by seawater if you go down far enough you would think it would just be more seawater that would you know seep in but right and then he uh i don't know he starts pouring some kind of
4: powder uh, well something he pours something into it like a, a powdery substance like a big bag of it to clean it up and i don't know what that was mm. but that's i think that was the first uh instance where he met the seagull or was it when he had the uh well the he had wheelbarrow. the wheelbarrow yeah that might have been the second one it was i can't remember which order happening but yes the seagull gets in his way and uh <laughs> he kind of flips out on it. And, and then later walden Defoe uh, warns him it's bad luck to kill a seabird.
1: I seen you sparring with a gull. Best leave him be. Bad luck to kill a seabird. More tall tales. Bad luck to kill a seabird. I mean no mind, lad. None. Fix us up some coffee. Long night ahead. Drop a coffee. will do us good.
0: The souls of departed seamen are uh, trapped in the seagulls, apparently, he says. Yes, departed seamen. Um, Sailors. Seamen, sailors, same thing. (laughs) I'll say seamen any chance i get when it's appropriate oh boy yeah and then the, the seagull just kind of harasses uh
4: pattinson throughout like he's laying in bed at one point and the seagull starts tapping on his window
0: yeah tap tap, tap he goes tap. get up go beat off is that that's what's <laughs> like, so funny I, he wakes up and he goes and beats off i'm like what yeah, this does the goal tell you to do that exactly what
4: happened <laughs> um and then after that, he goes outside for a smoke and he, he looks up at the lighthouse at the light and he sees uh, Willem Dafoe just butt ass naked up there as he is just wont to do and doing a his ton of movies. He loves
0: he, showing his dick and ass in movies, he really does.
2: He's comfortable with it, seemingly. What's that? He's comfortable with that, seemingly.
0: Yeah. Uh wait uh what's the new one that he was in was it called uh, Inside or something Brett where he's stuck inside that apartment that he breaks into yeah he doesn't actually get naked in that one okay I was to go curious if he did. I don't think he does he doesn't show his
4: dick at least
0: yeah I mean we've talked about it before but we could have a whole episode on William Defoe dick talk if we wanted to <laughs> he's given us enough material him and uh him and Harvey Keitel <laughs> his
4: last couple he hasn't shown his dick. <laughs> It was almost bizarre at how how.
0: Well, in Antichrist, they got a stunt cock, so it's well, a stunt cock in the beginning, and then, I'm not sure if it's a a prosthetic, for the jerking and the the torture and whatnot. Well, I th- I thought they said they had to get a a fake because he's his was too big. This <laughs> was this was too big. You're saying. No. <laughs> I think they needed something yes. bigger to uh no, to no, was, that was spurt blood.
4: that's not what I heard. I heard that his was too big and they 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 needed something why smaller. would that
0: be a problem though if it's too big <laughs> they they need something for her to grab onto so.
4: the, well <laughs> you be the judge I guess asteroid city he did not did not get naked he was well, in that
0: luckily he didn't call for it
4: <laughs> dead for a dollar pretty sure he didn't get naked in that but anyways yeah he's it's been a while since we, we've seen him in the all together <laughs> <laughs> is is the point i'm making <laughs> oh yeah we talked about the uh the stain on the floor he was talking about how he uh he would make him pull up the boards and stuff and he says uh oh, I'll make you suck the rust off nails until they sparkle like a sperm whales pecker if I want
0: to. (laughs) Yeah, you mentioned the subtitles earlier and that's how it's supposed to be. Uh, I watched this on my PS4 and for whatever reason with the the way the menu and the audio is set up, it wasn't the easiest to switch over to subtitles. A lot of times it's just one button. You can cycle through the subtitles. This one, I go through the menu, and I was like, eh. Not that I would have watched the whole movie with the subtitles, but there was one or two I was like, I just wanted to see what word exactly he said. Yeah. But it goes to show what Zali and you were talking about. You know, it's kind of it's how it's supposed to be. You know, you don't have to hear every word. It's just more of a mood or a feeling. But sometimes, especially when you watch it more than once, you're like, I want to get a little more out of it. It's (laughs) It's almost Shakespearean. If you
2: you watch it multiple times, you probably get a lot out of it. But you also get nuts, probably.
0: Speaking of which, did you watch Zolly? Did you see the Macbeth, the Michael Fassbender Macbeth? No, I
2: haven't.
0: They go with the, it's definitely no abridged version. It's the original Shakespeare dialogue. And you cannot follow that thing worth a lick. Visually, it's stunning. But, I mean, you could follow the story because you know the story of Macbeth, but it's it's very... linguistically impenetrable. It's very trying to try and... Because, like, I bought it on Blu-ray. I was like, oh, I lo- this is right in Fassbender's heyday. I was like, you know, he's my favorite. I want him to be the next Bond. I want everything Michael Fassbender. Oh, really? I got to get Macbeth. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, this is a struggle to get through. Because I know the story of Macbeth. And this is visually stunning, but fuck, is it boring? And yeah. damn, you just can't. Uh, it's not. Um, it's not a very easily accessible film.
4: The Cohen the uh, Macbeth was kind of like that too.
0: Yeah, they did go back to some of the older Shakespearean language as well, but it felt like it was me and the wife we started. to what we didn't finish it, but we started to watch that one, and uh, yeah, it seemed like the fast, better Macbeth was even more confusing than the Cohen one. Well,
4: I think the Cohen one they they didn't put on English accents like they had a lot of American actors in it and that probably helped make it a little more yeah accessible at least to us Americans.
0: Fassbender is Irish, right? Because he did uh, did a film Hunger about the IRA. Oh. So wow.
4: He played Magneto, who is German. <laughs> yes,
2: right. <laughs> Tell us about that, Zolly. <laughs> Yeah, I mean he he plays Magneto. He is the he's the <laughs> lead Magneto. But um he uh slips into his Irish accent in the last third of uh X-Men First Glass.
0: Okay, yeah, I was supposed to look okay. out for that. Oh Bobby Sands. Yeah, so and... Bobby that's thank you. Bobby <laughs> Sands was the name of the IRA never... <laughs> um protester, political prisoner that did the hunger strike in the film Hunger by Steve McQueen.
2: There may have been almost no post production on X Men. First,
0: it's funny because uh, also Fastbender is the most memed Magneto. He's yeah. as the kids today would probably identify with Fastbender over McKellen for Magneto. When would you well, say
2: they will. yeah, they would absolutely perfection. Right.
0: Well, perfection. now they're
4: gonna now they're gonna associate Fastbender with next goal wins <laughs> that, that and the killer, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I didn't know that was Michael Fassbender until the credits rolled at the end because <laughs> I, I I thought that was Steve the pirate from Dodgeball.
0: Well, he's got he's a blonde, isn't he? In yeah, uh,
3: I, I thought
4: it was Alan Turek or whatever his name was. Two,
0: uh, two dicks, two dicks. Yeah, sure. Alan two
4: Steve the pirate. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was that guy. Then I'm like, wait, that that was Michael Fassbender this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was taller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Either that are all the Samoans are just giants. <laughs> but also, the, the the young Rock is in there. Mm. Like, I don't know how they can cast that guy in other stuff because he looks too much like the Rock. Also, he's like
0: 45 years old when he was playing the Rock when he was in college. At the danger of derailing the podcast, I, I got to ask, you know, just quickly, what's next for X-Men? What the hell's going on? Mm-hmm. It seems like the, the first class... Um, saga has ended. Mm. They're not bringing McAvoy and Fastbetter and Lawrence back, right? There's no, well, there's, no Kelsey, Kelsey there's no, <laughs> no Kelsey Grammer's back. No, back. I don't think Kelsey Grammer's mean,
2: back. what whatever they want to do, it's really you near know, Like there's no other rhyme or reason to it. Did you? Did you not see the Marvels? Oh yeah, I did. I saw. It. They ended up at the end of X Men Three. That was but, I was asking Mulder. I said, oh, did oh, you wait, not what? see
4: the Marvels? I did not no, he, see the Marvel. He's no. dismissing this Kelsey Grammer return,
2: <laughs> like it's like <laughs> it's not
0: already here.
2: Oh well, yeah, that's why. The, that's why I thought you were asking me about the uh, X Men.
0: So Nicholas Holt was not uh, shown. It was just no, Kelsey no, Grammer. No, sure
2: fully... I wanted mean, to it was fully. These are these are Brian Singer's X Men. <laughs> okay. Brian Singer's best X Men.
0: Well, I mean the Marvels is done worse than the flash so it's not like they're going to continue that it's, better but.
2: Movies. it's a better movie
0: than the flash though. oh yeah i've never
2: cared about <laughs> captain marvel no it is, it, a lot of things are better many many movies are much better than the flash
4: i saw i saw collider tweeted out that captain rambo or sorry that the marvels proves that captain rambo deserves her own solo movie
2: they, they, <laughs> that, yeah and they, they tweeted
4: that about Ten hours after tweeting that the Marvels is by far the lowest grossing MCU <laughs> movie of all time.
2: Collider's whole thing is is keeping the women they employ from turning on them in a terrible way. Terrible, vengeful way.
0: It's like if Spotify listened to their employees, right? Yeah, it's, <laughs> I, I give I
2: I've said this I've gotten recognition. I, I Collider has maybe three years left. Because you got you gotta think that each that Every every boost in the hire that change sentience, you have a huge problem on your hands, and they're all just bombs waiting to go off.
0: I remember ten years ago, or shortly after college, I was on Collider's website all the time for my film news and rumors. I used to love that, and then it was just oh god, how how do they look, look, just you know, nosedive how, into nothingness?
2: You know how it all works. Right? There they're they're like actually like four or five scoopers, but they're like essentially like studio auxiliaries because the entertainment trades are a very big deal. Mm-hmm. And with the advent of, of online journalism, you can actually shift the narrative in real time. And a lot of fake projects get announced. And you can manipulate variety on the Hollywood Reporter very, very easily if you know how to do it. The reason why most people don't do it is because most people think they cannot do it. But if you have, you know, that entitlement, the Yiddish entitlement, to just you know contact a few people, well, and that, you know,
4: that was Harvey Weinstein's specialty. Yes, he owned the tabloids.
2: If you don't have imposter syndrome, it's easier to impersonate people.
0: Are you saying that there's with the Yiddish, you know, the, you're saying there's a lot of people with a Jewish background that are involved in the, well, the entertainment industry. The
2: Hollywood industry? press are like mostly gay men with adopted children, <laughs> and they love James Gunn because
0: because you know, it's, it's, they're paid to love James yeah. Gunn, right? Well,
2: they're not. No, they're not. They
0: relate they, to him.
2: They they love James Gunn because I'm, I'm talking
0: about the bots on Twitter.
2: The bot the bots are paid. The the Hollywood press love because. A lot of them wanted to be screenwriters and they read all his books on trauma and shit. And they see themselves in him. They,
0: every, every failed film. Did he write actual books about his experiences at trauma?
2: Every Wade Coffin book is actually written by James Gunn. Like, <laughs> no, yeah. Every, every Make Your Own damn movie, How you know, to Make Talk, it's all actually just James Gunn.
0: Makes sense. I mean, Lloyd Kaufman's old, and he probably doesn't want to be bothered with writing that shit. James Gunn, the
2: whole 21st century trauma, it was masterminded by James Gunn. Um, The whole Trauma's Edge TV. After Uh,
0: Citizen Toxie, he's just like, here are the keys. Not, not exactly. Uh, The
2: all that DVD content we see was made from like nineteen ninety eight to like ninety nine. We all grew up with the Trauma's Edge TV stuff and and the extras on every trauma DVD, these, they were all done at the end of the 90s. And by the time anybody saw what James Gunn had done at trauma on video, James Gunn was already in Hollywood trying to get into Nick Navixin
0: and stuff. Hmm. So James Gunn's... Wait, are you talking about the cult? Yeah. the
2: <laughs> I don't James know
0: Gunn... much about James Gunn's involvement with that cult.
2: He tried to get in a Vixen. He wanted to get in a Vixen because it would be good for his career.
0: And he, he failed to get in?
2: I believe he was not let in because the women did not like him.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, they were I, too I, old for him, probably. Uh, the
4: feeling uh, was mutual.
2: <laughs> but, uh, yeah. and, um, yeah, we forget about trauma, Is the, the trauma movies that he worked on, the three movies he, he worked on, they, they played theatrically a lot and they were on video a lot, but nobody saw things like Citizen Toxie until like 2003 hmm. Because they they were so addicted to the festival circuit that they wouldn't release things on video. The originally in the early two thousands, Stroma had like 40 DVDs. And those were all the DVDs they put out. It seemed like a lot, it seemed like a whole catalog. You'd have advertisements for them on like Meet the Geeks on Comedy Central. But they were all they all had the same special features except for the specific Lloyd Kaufman ones with Lloyd Kaufman commentaries. But they all were a uniform package, uniform menus, uniform everything. Most of them are from videotapes, as we all remember, unfortunately. But the extras in the van, the stuff where Michael Hurz would be played by Joe Fleischger, all that's James Gunn. And something called Choma's Edge TV, which never played in America, it was on the BBC or something, was like an extended... Sitcom ba- with with the cosplayers, with Dolphin Man, and all these people in this this heightened reality, and that was chopped up to make like DVD extras. Um, so the whole the current the current media that well, worship James Gunn were were in high school during the War on Terror, and they all anybody who wanted to. All, they, a lot of them are failed filmmakers. Now, I don't say this to mean like he failed at being. A, no, a lot of them are failed filmmakers. And a lot of failed filmmakers see themselves represented in James Gunn. He's like their hero.
1: Mm-hmm. He's
2: like their, their bootleg Tim Burton hero. And I respect that, I guess, but I don't respect
0: those people. The postmodern Kevin Smith? I feel like a Red State through uh, Jane Sound Bob reboot, you know? I'd say
2: he's like an evil version of Trey Parker. Mm. If Trey Parker was evil, pure evil, I mean, pure black-hearted darkness killed Batman evil, he'd have James Gunn.
4: <laughs> well, speaking of uh, failed uh, filmmakers who kneel to James Gunn, I saw David Ayer was uh, sucking uh, up to him recently.
2: Yeah, well, I've said my piece with David Ayer, and I'll say David Ayer's is a butch.
0: A Minnesota bitch, is that right? Oh yeah?
2: White Minnesota pretends to be a Hispanic gangbanger. So is he from here? Did he grow up here? It's, what it's was it? Midfield. Max Landis, who doesn't like me, um <laughs> suggested not suggested, but uh, Max Landis and I are of the shared opinion that uh David Others is wasn't really in the Navy, not the real Navy. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Real navy. Um, and there's there's some stolen valor rumors. I mean, somebody who pretends to be like a biz latch in the field, why wouldn't they lie about their military service record? Mm. I mean, why not? But anyway, um I've seen the shit that's in his mind. He's like a a ghetto fetishist. Mm. Which well, is
4: every of, other movie he makes is that. Movie. Yeah,
2: he's obsessed with the ghetto, and Richfield is kind of. I mean, there's a ghetto element to Richfield, I suppose. But so he's he from is, Richfield. He, yeah, but he then he moved to South Central L.A. homes, and, <laughs> and they,
0: uh, John Singleton based that movie on his life. There, yeah, for those that are not from Minnesota, Richfield is anything but rich.
2: Yes, but I mean. <laughs> He's still a white Minnesotan from Minnesota.
0: Yeah, I mean it's a it's just a it's a suburb of Minneapolis that it's it's not one of the more decadent suburbs.
2: To the enemy comic store is no, your you mean, you know, oh, your main rival, Cedar Cliff's main rival. Yeah, probably our comics. Technically, technically our main rival is our comics. Mm. But I, I we like uh, we like we like them. I think. I mean, I I you know I'm. I buy shit from them every once in a while.
0: Oh, brick and mortar capitalism—you need know, competition. I,
2: I I buy Star Wars toys when when I can find them, you know. Um. But uh, yeah, but I but I go to Richfield often to go to to you know to buy shit. And uh, but it is um, if David Ayers lies about one thing, it means he's lying about everything. And like his whole, I don't believe there's a fucking Irish cut. I don't believe I don't believe that anymore. I think oh, there's really? just much. Help. Joker scenes that were deleted because they, you know, had only two hours to take a shit on the thing.
0: He doesn't make and it sound like it's about to come out now,
2: because he's he's cut. he wants to have his own sniper call. But he doesn't realize is that the sniper call is five people.
0: <laughs> well, that that can't be true because that means three of them are right here. <laughs> well, yeah, but like.
2: Well, you know, Little Sniper Club is all right, three
0: she- of us have Justice League on 4K. Well, it's true, but I mean, like,
2: it, like the, none of us are gonna like, especially while he's like sucking up to Jimmy. That's terrible, dude. That's terrible. Yeah. I mean, that kills any enthusiasm.
0: I, really. I, I would rather see Batgirl than the air. Yeah, I mean, yeah,
2: and there's, you know what, that already is a longer version of Suicide Squad.
0: That, so that whole, like, oh, my movie
2: didn't get released. <laughs> There are two cuts of Suicide Squad. The video has two cuts. They're both mostly the same. But, like, oh, it's my movie.
4: Well, his his description of his cut of Suicide Squad sounds terrible. He's like, it was dark and moody and serious. And they turned it into a comedy.
2: It's like, well, good. It's
4: a good comedy.
2: I mean, (laughs) I'm going to say this the studio, trailer park, they did the right thing. Because David is aesthetic, that whole let's tattoo everyone, let's let's give them these fucking forehead and, and lip tattoos and shit. That's <laughs> yeah. horrible. That's horrible. He took a shit on Zack Snyder's production design. Oh yeah, he did. He took a shit on it. It's like I'm gonna he's like I'm a child with fucking crayons and I'm gonna I'm gonna draw dicks on your walls. That's what he did. I like, dicks on the walls of <laughs> your And and the, the one of the things that's so terrible about that. Is it makes everyone look exactly the same, like Harley Quinn and Deadshot and Adam Beach as Ripcord or whatever. They all look like they went to the same, you know, place in Grand Theft Auto to get tatted. It, it looks stupid. It looks really, <laughs> you've, you've imposed like this stupid shit. Anyway, um, I, my, I personally, the David and I was just part of the whole the, the sabotage against Snyder. Mm. It's like we want other voices. We don't like. We don't like well, this. Definitely duty.
0: seems he supports Gunn over Snyder. Yeah, yeah, and
2: it's it's very clear. It's very
0: clear. And like, oh, he's sucking up to gun oh, he's so yeah, excited
4: about Superman Legacy. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, David no, I
2: <laughs> it it it's probably the reason why they brought in Justice League to redo, just brought in Joss Whedon to redo Justice League. That's probably the reason, you know, because they're like, Suicide Squad is so positively received, you know. And that was basically G.F. John's movie. That, that's the other thing. Does David Iverson have a fucking autorial fucking plan for, the fucking, for a bunch of C-list Batman villains? No, he doesn't give a shit. If he cared, he wouldn't have put all that, that fucking bizlack shit over everything. He would have you to know, let it look like the thing. You know, James Gunn, despite, you know, how horrible he is, being a pedophile and all, his awful Suicide Squad movie at least sort of resembles the artistic look, at least from a character design standpoint, of, like, people. Because there aren't, there aren't like, you know, gangland tattoos on their foreheads and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: It is a marital <laughs> extras from end of watch, right? <laughs> but Gun
4: Gun Suicide Squad like cheap as fuck though. It, it isn't cheap. Like it's, it's got
2: real trauma feel it, to the production. So like much war in many ways. It is a lot like Trauma's War, um, and it, it is the third Harley Quinn movie, and all of them are bad. <laughs> the Harley Quinn movies are bad. So I'm like, if there's an even longer version of David Iyer's Suicide Squad, which is longer than the exchange version, you know, with more G- Leto Joker, and, like, you know, some plot points that, like, Ed, Ed meets, then I'm all foreseeing that. But, you know, Zack Snyder, when he was talking about his Snyder Cut, he was talking about what was in it for years and years and years. David Ayer's whole thing is mostly like agreeing with fan art, like "oh, it's dope fan art, yo, Holmes." That's just like the heads I knew in the ghetto, yo, Holmes. Um, so that all seems like a con man telling lies. Zach like Snyder's whole so- social media presence for five years was deleted scenes, drawings, photographs, all this stuff. From a real a real version of his movie, a movie that people are clapping at. People want to see Dark Side. They want to see Granny Goodness. They want to see The Martian Manhunter. Mm -hmm. There's nothing hidden in the Suicide Squad that we're not seeing. It's not like, you know, there's there's a subplot where some third actor person who's not seen in the theatrical Cut movie has an entire plot. There's no like People want
0: to believe there's like five minutes of Batman laying around or something. No, there's not.
2: It's not. And and, and
0: it's probably just more Amanda Waller scenes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like you you want, I bet you won't even (laughs) do it. Like you won't, do you know that it's different that much? I don't know. Only if they, you know, had it with Joker scenes. So what is it?
0: half that movie is Joker scenes. So it's, I don't know how many more you can have. And, And what if the Joker
2: scenes simply re-enunciate shit that's already in the movie and you can tell that
4: well you say that but when uh eric you say that but when it came out the complaint was there wasn't enough joker it was misleading the trailer was misleading
2: there's at least five there's i'm sure there's like days worth of joker shit okay but at the end of the day there's only like three minutes but like how Much joker shit, it would there be otherwise? I bet there, there there's plenty,
4: people. of yeah.
0: There's plenty of joker shit in there. Already. I've only I only saw it in the theater, I haven't seen it since then. But I mean, my the, main the home the video, most cut. memorable, I guess, my the most memorable aspects of it to me were the Joker stuff. Not <laughs> yeah, that it, it was because it was great or bad, it was just like it seemed like it was a lot of Joker stuff and Harley Quinn.
2: And it's oh, it's you, you don't at no point you feel like. You were. I never felt like I was lying to you about how much Joker was in the movie. At no point. Um, I, yeah, I, I. I. That was just a common complaint that I heard. But my, my I,
0: main I, I agree is, with that. There's. There's. They wanted to be just a yeah. solely like a Joker movie or something. I mean,
4: exactly. See, or he wanted? They wanted him to be the leader.
2: We we yeah. did see photographs of like Joe Leto in a different costume. He's like half his face covered in like debris, but like we knew that the whole that half the movie was changed. Those are
0: just more tattoos.
2: <laughs> well, we, we knew that they were really public about. We changed the ending to make it more better. So like you know, we accepted that originally, like the ending was, I don't know, the Joker held someone hostage or something. I don't know. Probably doesn't matter. The movie Amanda Waller. Yeah, I mean, like oh the or the or or, or uh, what's her name Enchantress, not, June Moon or whatever. June Moon makes him think the, the Joker is there, but it's a hallucinator. Who cares? Who cares? I'm sure the David Ayers cut of of the Suicide Squad, if it ever came out, would would probably reinstall some Joker scenes that people demanded be in the movie after seven years. But would they be naturally there? Would is that how they should be? is that where they should belong? Is is he? is is david ayers making his own snyder cut or is he just making another extended cut to to stir the pot to make it look like he's still i'm an auteur who made a dc movie too that was suppressed <laughs> i mean there's no david ayers call i
0: don't know i mean it seems like for a while there was like david ayers he's the guy who made who every other film in his filmography is good and then it's like, well, only like two movies out of his whole filmography are any are decent.
2: He's Fast and the Furious is why he, he is what pays his mortgage. And Fast and the Furious is based
0: on point break. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, so I like I, End of Watch, and that's um, about it. It's just more of his like,
2: oh we're going to war in the street, it's harsh times.
0: Yeah. Fury I liked, but that's more so with the the cast. Than anything yeah. David Ayers did. Because Shia LaBeouf is fucking nuts.
4: I have a I have a personal connection to Fury because my great uncle <laughs> was a consultant on it.
0: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> See, it's not all Zolly's people, it's some of uh some people from Woodbury too. No, he's he's from up
4: north. <laughs> no, but they, they did some articles about him and uh they said, Oh, you're gonna meet Brad Pitt. And he's like, Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know if he was serious or not. He used to he used the crack jokes all the time. So,
0: all right, well, let's get back to the lighthouse. Let's talk a little more about the seagull. Uh, we already t- mentioned the the first time we see it, uh, in the way of the wheelbarrow. it again by the uh, by the cistern or the well if you will uh, one morning Patson gets up tries to get some water I think this is after the first time they get drunk right yeah, yeah this is
4: after he uh, tells the uh, Ephraim Winslow backstory of working for the Hudson Bay Forest outfit
0: yes but he doesn't disclose that he watched a guy die yet
4: No, that's when he spills his beans. Yeah, he
0: He just discloses that, yeah, he was uh, from Maine or whatever and was up north in Canada with uh, a logging outfit. Yeah, wanted to to change the scenery.
1: What wrong such a one as ye to this dammit rock? Such as what? Pretty as a (gasps) picture. (laughs) <laughs> only Joss and lad, only Johnslow. Winslow. Winslow. What brung ye to this rock? Ephraim Winslow. What were you working for?
3: Timber. Timber? Big timber up north, Canada ways. Hudson Bay outfit? The same true what they say. Forest as far as the eye can see. Yes, sir. Spruce, tamarack, white pine. Bush, them folk up there call it.
1: Had enough for trees, Is that it then? Yes, sir. Can't say I blame you. I ain't tell about that life. I'm going. Work one man harder than two horses, they say. No, thank you. Let's see. She's the only situation want for me.
4: I forget. Is this when? I don't remember if he tells him that he saw a guy die, and then later he tells him that he killed the guy. I don't. Remember. Well, it's
0: more, more so. He doesn't really say he killed him. He just like, he was drowning, and I didn't help him. Right. So I mean, uh, you could say yeah, that he killed him or murdered or whatever, but it was. A, it's a gray area, right? Yep uh because it was an that. asshole foreman or whatever that he hated and he fell between the logs there was nothing he did he just fell and like was a not clean start
4: neck. for old thomas howard <laughs>
0: <laughs> not gonna <laughs> risk my neck for that douchebag right but Patson gets up i'm gonna say Patson because he changes his name so i'm just gonna say Patson. Patson gets up and he tries to get some water out of the pump and it's nasty so it goes out to the well and sees there's a there's a dead seagull in there, yes. And the one-eyed seagull, which I didn't really notice that it was one-eyed, but I didn't either. Uh, we're, did you read that? In the... It's written like in Wikipedia and other places, like it's a one-eyed seagull. I'm like, okay. Oh, you know, but... <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess
4: I didn't notice.
0: <laughs> I believe you, but it wasn't. Uh, you know, it's it's moving its head. It's it's a real seagull, so it's not it's like good. it's a. It's got real beady eyes. Yeah. <laughs> you can't tell if
4: it's missing an eye or not.
0: But, well, I mean, you can mm-hmm. tell, you could gather that it was the same seagull through every scene that it's in. At least I I figured it was the sure. same one. Or at least that they were conveying the point that it was the same one. I did like uh, when they had the, the long shots of the
4: seagulls just kind of flying around. It was like the ones on wires, like in the birds.
0: Yeah. they're, they're Well, they're <laughs> stuck in the wind, right? Yeah. And the, the funniest part was when he gets when he throws the shit and it blows back in his face and they all start laughing at him.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Seagulls are definitely laughing. That that made it worth it. That's what they're all waiting in the wind for, I guess. Yeah.
4: So anyways, there's the dead seagull in the, in the cistern and the other one just like mocking him. And he's mm-hmm. he finally has enough. And he grabs that seagull he grabbed by the feet of the wing. I don't remember, but he starts like swinging it around and
0: smashing it on the the, the outside. It of the was side. like Mark Ruffalo in the first Avengers, was it not? <laughs>
2: yes. <laughs> Maybe uh, in an attempt to homage you.
0: <laughs> he took Loki and just smashed him into oblivion. It was hilarious, is that? Oh my god. And those things
4: just like, start just spl- spurting blood all over the place.
0: <laughs> yeah, spraying blood everywhere. Now, William Defoe doesn't really mention this incident. Incident later, right? He doesn't. Well, he mention that he saw it. He do,
4: I don't think he saw it, but the wind immediately changes direction. Right. He notices that. And then, the, gets burst. And then yeah. uh, the the storm starts coming in, and he's like, "We're supposed to be picked up tomorrow. It's the end of our shift, and the wind has changed direction, and the the Storm's coming in, and uh did you go kill that seagull? I told you not to kill that seagull.
0: But I'm thinking, you know, what's this wee shit? Doesn't, isn't it Willem Dafoe just kind of, it seems to me that he's just hanging on this island for years. Like, he doesn't want to leave. That's his light. He likes being married to the light, and he's just going to be there forever. Well, and they both it, showed up
4: the first day
0: together, so he does leave. But it seems like he has a history with this place. It does seem like that, yes. Not just like the light in general, but this in, actual it's, island. It's implied it's that he implied killed his other. Light.
4: Yeah, it's implied that he killed his other uh, assistant, or uh, drove him mad in some way.
0: Yeah, that was another thing. So it's like Robert Pattinson shows up, but it's almost like Defoe's been there a while. You know, my last, yeah. my last attendant uh, went crazy. He may or may not have been seen by Pattinson in the lobster cage later. That's up to interpretation, but
4: but because they were relieving two other guys at the beginning of the movie, I would think that maybe he does like four weeks on, four weeks off, and they like do a rotation. Yeah, that could be it. Um, and so this was his four weeks on, and then they're gonna go take the break or whatever. And what then do he
2: would you think so uh you know, I I it's not entirely it's, it's what, what's real and what isn't. Um but there is that him or me. They, they it does build to computation. So it's entirely possible. But everything he says about the lighthouse comes true, or or unless that's more fantasy.
0: Yeah, it's at least shown on camera, right? Yeah. You yeah. can debate whether it's real or imagined, but they at least show it. Yeah.
4: So, anyways, this is their, their last night. So they're getting finally he gets pants in the drink and they get they get wasted.
0: And it leads to a bender that lasts the rest of the film. <laughs> yeah. Depending on um however long you think that is. Yeah,
4: at one point they run out of rations and they go to the emergency uh, rations which are buried, <laughs> and it's just more alcohol. <laughs>
0: The funny thing is, Panson kind of looks disappointed when he sees this all just booze. They must have been pretty early in their bender, because it's, you know, he's just as, you know, you know, addicted to it as Defoe is, if not more so, by the end, by the end of the film.
4: At some point, they run out of alcohol and they start drinking kerosene.
0: Well, I mean, I read that that was supposed to be honey and turpentine, a mixture. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I
4: couldn't. I couldn't quite tell what it was. Yeah, but it was. But it was in the lighthouse, which is
0: by the kerosene, so it's kind of like, well, I don't know who fucked knows, but whatever it is, it's probably making them blind. Yeah, not not something you <laughs> should be ingesting.
4: Later, he does it without the the honey. He just goes straight for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they get into an argument about why Pattinson couldn't get you know run the lamp, which we kind of mentioned before. And that's where he empties the chamber pot and blows back in his face. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> I was like, God, changed. just
0: dump it over the side. It's, he's like, stra- <laughs> and he's, you know, he's still like hung over too. So I'm like, yeah. you, could, you could fall in at any moment. Just why are you straddling the side of the cliff? Just dump it. You no, know? get down on your knees.
4: He does a full swing and it goes straight up and back into his face. So you kind have of just like turned it over.
0: So, yeah. And this the shit's just on his face for the whole next scene. Um, is that, and then we get another gull scene, right? Uh
4: well he finds a dead woman, uh, or he thinks it's a dead woman, but uh it's a it's a mermaid who screams at him and makes him yeah. run away. Could be another vision
0: or so just this, real shit. Yeah.
4: <laughs> this is kind of where everything starts hitting the fan. Defoe tells him that no relief is coming.
0: Well, this is also when he's like, Is it been two days or has it been weeks or? Yeah. Right? yeah.
4: Pattinson, Pattinson, Pattinson thinks that it's only been one day. And uh, Defoe says, Well, no, it's been weeks. It's been weeks since they were supposed to come and relieve us. We're running out of rations. Yes. But yeah, he's like, Oh, it's, they'll come soon, right? He said, Well, it's 75. A man was stranded here for seven months because of the storm. Oh, there's also, uh, earlier in the movie, uh, so Willem Dafoe's got, like, uh, I don't know, he's got a peg leg, or he's got a bum leg.
0: Yeah. Maybe it seem like he has, like, a stump or something, but it's...
4: Yeah, I, I forget what the original story was, but he changes his story. Uh, oh, yeah, earlier he said he broke his leg, and, uh, that's why he, he's he got a limp, and then, uh, now he's, like, talking about how he got scurvy. That's why he, he's he got yeah. a limp, and, uh, and uh... Falls him out on it He's like, what the fuck
0: you change your story
4: yeah and then he starts going on about how his cooking sucks <laughs> <laughs> if i had a steak i'd fuck it he says <laughs> and then they uh yeah they kind of I mean, Dafoe is really hurt that uh he doesn't like his cooking
2: doesn't like me lobster
4: <laughs> in fact he he's so hurt by it he calls on uh what was the name of the god he was it trident or was it something else? He calls on a god uh of the sea to to rise up and smite Poseidon? It
0: wasn't, wasn't Poseidon wasn't Poseidon the god but, Lord of the Sea? It was the other version.
2: Yeah, since Poseidon is Lord of the Sea. Well it was.
4: There's a lot. I mean that'd be a good oh, segue Neptune. into the Neptune was the other one, but he doesn't say Neptune. I sorry, stories as trident.
1: You're fond of me lobster. Say it. Say it. Say it. I don't have to say nothing. Danny! <laughs> Let Neptune strike ye dead, Winslow! Hark! Hark, Triton! Hark! Hello. Bid our father, the Sea King, rise from the depths full, foul in his fury, black waves teeming with salt foam, to smother this young mouth with punch and slime. To choke ye, engorging your organs, till ye turn blue and bloated with builds and brine, and can scream no more. Only when he, crowned in cockle shells, with slithering tentacled tail and steaming beard take up his fell befinned arm. His coral tined trident screeches banshee-like in the tempest and plunges right through your gullet, bursting ye a bulging bladder no more but a blasted bloody field now a nothing for the RPs and the souls of dead sailors to pick and claw and feed upon, only to be lapped up and swallowed by the infinite waters of the dread emperor himself. Forgotten to any man, to any time, forgotten to any god or devil, forgotten even to the sea for any stuff or part of winslow even any scantling of your soul is winslow no more but is now itself the sea because there's a, it's
0: a good segue into a lot of the greek mythology that can be involved with this interpretation of the film as as you say, we talk about Poseidon, Neptune, whatever. Uh, Prometheus is mentioned, right? Doesn't Defoe say a a Promethean level of... Promethean Promethean level of uh, torture or uh, punishment or something? I also find similarities between Icarus and this film. Icarus
2: and Prometheus are the same basically.
0: Yeah, Icarus flew too close to the sun, wings melted, whatever he burned. You could say the lighthouse, the sun, also Icarus and uh, Daedalus were both imprisoned in a large tower. So you could say, oh lighthouse, large tower. there's a there's a few parallels there, but also of course Prometheus, Prometheus uh, with the, the with the torture and punishment, well then where an eagle ate his liver. Which would be very similar to the end of this film with a seagull eating the innards yes. of Pattinson. And we talk about Poseidon, a lot of Greek mythology in here. I'm not, just, uh, obviously, I'm not well versed in that unfinished Edgar Allan Poe short story, but no idea if there's any Greek mythology involved. But it seems like that's kind of how the Eggers kind of put their stamp on it. They maybe combined poe greek mythology their own uh their own thoughts and ideas and just kind of made an amalgamation of, of sorts but um yeah it's definitely a lot of parallels between these characters in greek mythology yeah when panzen kills the gull, <laughs> you think uh all the other goals were they're just sitting waiting in the wind right they all probably <laughs> saw it and they're like goal lives yeah. matter and they all got <laughs> pissed off and I mean, obviously they're eating him at the end, but it doesn't seem like they're pestering him like the birds or something like up until that point. Mm-hmm. Like after he kills the gull and to the point at the end where they're eating him. There isn't a lot of gull interaction. I was a little disappointed. So I, I hadn't seen this since I sat in the theater and there's that teasing scene about Defoe being above him, maybe jerking off, maybe not. And there's like an octopus tentacle. Yes. And I was like, I forget. I was like, what happened? Is there an octopus at the end? And no, there's not. Well, I think when the the mermaid turns into Defoe, he's got the tentacles, right? Well, there's some, like, up-close shots of tentacle-type things. It's like the equivalent of, like, sloshy noises or macaroni noises mm-hmm. or whatever. Because it's like having sex, and then it's like, oh, it's it's a mermaid. Oh, it's Defoe is like a <laughs> king, and yeah, he does have some, some like suckers on him. and almost does look like a maybe he's part octopus or something, but yeah, yeah, it's weird. Um, because they, they just show visions of a bunch of different things. <laughs> what do you think, Zully?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not clear what's real, what's imaginary, and you know, how far it goes,
0: but I mean, I take it
2: literally. And you know, at the end of the movie, he is he is Prometheus.
0: I guess I should frame it. When you beat off to this film, what are you beating <laughs> off to?
2: Well, you shouldn't be doing it. You shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> but, um, I don't know
0: which version is the real version. What do you imagine? Like, <laughs> I
4: don't
2: know. Well, the carving, of course. The we car. Well, oh, of we, course.
0: <laughs>
2: the whittling. We. But nothing in this movie can be taken literally, I and mean, it's it's still more shit like The Shining.
0: But yeah. Yeah, it's a good point.
2: Yeah, it is. It is a lot like The Shining.
0: Yeah, but only
2: in the way that he's like influenced by The Shining. I'm not really sure if, um,
0: Yeah, I did. I didn't catch a lot of Native American references in this one, but no, no there's none of that. But like the otherwise, yes, it's know. a lot of Room 237 type shit.
2: That's it's horrible. of
0: guess we can uh kind of start to wrap it up. Uh, there's obviously a lot of tension. We don't know how long they've been on this island. Yeah, The, the storm seems to have been going on for weeks. <laughs> uh Defoe does mention something or other about a, a previous experience he had with a storm where it it had cleared on the mainland, but it, the sea was rough for many days or something or other. That, that was a story about the guy in 75
4: got stuck for seven months. 1875.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't like Richard Linklater 75, it was 1875. 1875.
2: Not 1875.
4: <laughs> um, there's a lot of stuff that happens right in a row after uh Pattinson almost gets the key uh off of the sleeping uh defoe, almost stabs yeah. him for it. Yeah, um, he
0: contemplated
4: killing him. He <laughs> So he starts drinking on the job and then he jerks off to the mermaid again. <laughs> this is where he this is where he imagines uh, having sex with the mermaid uh with the tentacles, and then there's a there's a blonde haired man. Uh and then he breaks the carving of the mermaid, it breaks in half, he drops it.
2: Really mean it.
4: And then he finds a dead man in the, the lobster trap. And then after that, him and uh, they're 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 chugging liquor together and singing and dancing, and uh, Willem Defoe almost goes for a kiss, and then they start fighting. And then uh, this is where Robert Pattinson spills his beans. It's not actually <laughs> Ephraim Winslow. He is he's Tom Tom Howard
0: Tommy, because <laughs> Defoe goes by Tom. You you can call me Tom. So it's Tom and
4: Tommy. Don't spill your beans, Tommy. Don't spill your beans.
3: And I had him handy and helpless, alone, too far downstream. And I I wanted to do him in. I admit I did. Seeing. The back of his head. One swipe of the cat would be all. Uh, it was. I. I didn't. I didn't. I. I did not. The, the day was long as hell on that drive, and I was led tired. I admit it. But I saw him slip, and not me. We saw the jam coming. And, uh, I stood, and he slipped. He shouted up, and I, I just stood there. Tom, you dog! I just stood there. as all just, just stood, watched him get swallowed by them logs. all I could think, when he was done, was I I could use me a smoke, and that's it. So I've hacked up his kit and fixings as if they was my own, and Ephraim Winslow, well now he's got a spiffy clean slate, and and Thomas Howard, he don't. No prospects. How else am I going to find respectable work?
4: Of course he does. He proceeds to spill all the beans.
0: That he does.
4: Why'd you have to spill your beans?
0: And this kind of goes on like this for a while. Like they're just now, they're just on a bender. They're just getting drunk every night, having fun, and then fighting, and then making up. And there's a, there's a scene where they actually get to fisticuffs, and then it it cuts to. Pattinson holding the phone in his arms, and they're just being intimate and just, you know, broing out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The that's that's where he, he starts spilling his beans. Yeah, and then, yeah, it's more. Uh, they run out of booze, so they're using the turpentine and the honey. There's, more there's accusations. More, more yeah, fighting. There's, there's
4: more hallucinations, like uh, Pattinson. Uh, is like wandering around and he finds a guy who is himself, yeah. And then, uh, Willem Dafoe is butt ass naked behind him,
0: <laughs> and he's got his eyes are like lighted up, yeah. <laughs> like it, it's like, uh, Scott, um, God, what's his name, Zolly? Scott Summers, Scott Summers, yeah,
4: Cyclops,
2: <laughs> yeah. He's the Cyclops.
4: Yeah, so from there, Robert Panson has had enough and he tries to escape, but uh, Defoe axes the uh, the boat and he chases him back to the living quarters.
0: Or Panson axes the boat if you believe <laughs> Defoe.
4: <laughs> Defoe immediately starts gaslighting him.
0: <laughs> Just unbelievable. But again, do you think it's an unreliable narrator situation? Mm-hmm. To I mean, they don't have a narrator, but. I guess it's mostly shot from Patson's point of view, wouldn't you say? Well, I think you're being gaslighted, Eric.
4: <laughs> if you believe that. I don't believe it, but I'm just <laughs> saying you, one could. Who do you
0: believe? Tom Wake or your own lion eyes? You know, it's not like Patson's the most trustworthy. He already let a, a man die because he, you know, didn't like him that, that much. And, you know, Defoe's been here longer, he's more experienced. And He's been married and divorced before. He's been he's been through all this drama. Well, Willem Defoe also lied about his leg. Couldn't keep yeah, the story he straight. He did lie about that.
2: Yeah, we don't know what he's telling to his buddy Yeah. He presents himself as someone who's not.
0: They're both liars. And uh, you know, was he
4: was he even in the navy?
2: No, we don't know. He's like David Island. <laughs>
4: You wanna to get to the final fight? <laughs> yeah, well, the storm basically destroys the house. They're drinking uh, what what did you say? Turpentine and, and turpentine honey? and honey.
0: Yeah. Sure.
4: yeah, and then so so from here, this is where he finds uh, the log that Defoe's been keeping. <laughs> and he gets so pissed he he punches the clock and then he starts calling him out on his bullshit.
1: What's wrong with your hand? Uh, t'other one. You hear of tateness? tateness. Mm. Yeah. Started as a slipper of a cotton saw. I heard of it. From the forest so saw when we shoved off. Don't you From the fortnight him. the bosun was shaken. He's chopped up tighter. And then I Cut the. Guilt, God damn it. I can't hear no more. What were you accused me of? You already told me you had me figured. I'm tired. of your damn fool
3: yarns And you kept Nahab horse. You sound like a goddamn parody. Giving and nagging orders like a like a sprint to school mom when all oh, the while gives you a station in this dagger yourself. Well, it's all horseshit. Your leg, and your sea life, all of it. And if I hear one more word of horseshit coming out of your foul, rotten tooth, smelly old mouth. you oh, Shut goddamn, I ain't finished yet! You think you're so goddamn high and mighty just because you're a goddamn lighthouse keeper? Well, you ain't a captain no ship, and you never was. You ain't no general, you ain't no copper, you—you you ain't the president, and you ain't my father, and I'm sick of you acting like you is. I'm sick of your laughing, snoring, and your goddamn farts. Your goddamn, goddamn fights. Smell like piss. You smell like jism. Like rotten dick. Like like curdled foreskin. Like hot onions, fucked a farmyard shit house. I'm, I'm sick of your small, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. you, goddamn drunk, you goddamn no-account son
1: of a bitch, bastard liar. That's what you are. You goddamn drunken horse-shitting, short, shit liar. A liar. <sighs> You have a way with words, Tommy. Oh damn you
4: he said like a goddamn You're- parody, he says. Um among other things. But yeah, and he begs to get allowed into the lantern. And uh Bondafoe says no, because you killed that seagull. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, this is uh this is the last fight. And uh, Pattinson basically sees the. Uh, he sees Winslow. He sees a mermaid. He sees Defoe as a mermaid with tentacles. And then he
0: punches him out. They're choking each other. Turns it's him good. into his bitch, literally. <laughs> Makes him his dog. Turns him into his dog, literally. And then he goes to bury him alive, which he starts to do. And then he's like, oh shit, I forgot the keys. <laughs> <laughs> he grabs the keys from him. Just leaves him there. Doesn't finish burying him. At which point Defoe supposedly comes to and uh, attacks him with an axe, with the with the the I guess the pickaxe part of it. Yeah, runs through his arm. Defoe quickly disarms him and then makes mincemeat of his face, basically with the axe. Finally, killing Defoe.
4: He's a Defoe disarms Pattinson. Uh... Yeah, disarms Defoe. Yeah, he knocks him out with a, a chamber pot, I think.
0: Yeah, it was it was sitting on the table next to him.
4: It's got to be a reference to Stone Cold Steve Austin and Vince McMahon in the hospital, then, right? <laughs> with the bedpan. <laughs> but yes, he axes him quite, quite literally. I remember when this came out, they made a big deal about um, for the buried alive scene. Like, they're they're like, oh, Willem, we we could use chocolate or, you know, something else. And he's like, no, throw real dirt on me.
0: Throw it in my mouth. I was wondering about that. I figured we'd get into it a fun facts. But it looks, yeah, it looks very real. And I was like, man, Defoe is, he's a real, you know, he's a trooper for going through with all this. Because
4: he's he's rambling through the whole thing. And, like, it all goes, like, in his face. And he's,
0: like, constantly chewing it. (laughs) Circular motion. It's going around in his mouth. But yeah, I I remember when it, this came out. Like that was a big, uh,
4: like behind the scenes tidbit that they that they pushed out there in the marketing.
0: So yeah, uh, then we get to I guess the climax in the lighthouse, right? Yeah, he finally gets into the lantern. Finally, gets to see what it's all about. And it's like it's like flight of the navigator. Like that shit opens up for him. Yeah. Right? Euphoric. Which But well, Brett? You have not had the pleasure of watching *Flight of the Navigator*, but you will, come February, that is so, one of my picks. That's the word on the street. Movies from our youth about the DVD. It's not on. We need a Blu-ray. We need a 4K *Flight of the <laughs> Navigator*. Yeah, it's like the first, basically like the first non-animated film I saw. At least I, at least I have a memory of. I have a core memory watching. I think it was like an ABC you know, Sunday night movie or whatever, Flight of the Navigator in the late 80s. We had it recorded off of television. Yeah, uh, light opens up for him. We're not into fun facts yet, but there is a fun fact about this exact scene. Here's a fun fact. Most of the film is shot with a custom uh, cyan filter to replicate orthochromatic film, except for the scene where Robert Pattinson's character is finally in the top of the lighthouse, where he seems to be overtaken by the light. This was accomplished by the cinematographer, uh, Yaron Blasky, taking off the filter instead using a light that could switch colors on command. At the beginning of the take, it was set to a cyan. Do you see cyan or cyan? I think it's uh... cyan. You ever have that
3: word you can't get?
0: Cyan or cyan? Cyan? It's blue. Okay. <laughs> uh, it was set to cyan to replicate the look of the filter. But as Pattinson's character grows more and more insane, Blasky gradually changed the light to red so it would completely wash out his skin tones and make the light look more intense on the black and white film stock. So that's why it looks a little different there. At the same time, he's also kind of yelling and it becomes very, dist- the audio is very distorted. Yes. It's kind of like, uh, I don't know, they're just letting your imagination run wild here, I guess, about what he's seeing up there. What do you think is going on up there? Probably went blind from staring into the, such <laughs> a bright light so close to it. Well, if Defoe didn't go blind by jerking off to it for a year, <laughs> then I'd think Padsen's okay, but that's an old wives tale. <laughs> what is this stuff dripping next to me <laughs> through
4: the grates? You don't go blind. You do you'd
0: think they'd have hairy palms too. Uh but then uh padson stumbles and falls all <laughs> falls the way down, all the stairs down the lighthouse, the spiral staircase. The final visual of him naked
4: on the beach or whatever, uh getting pooped on and
0: pecked at by several seagulls. Mm-hmm. Zali, what are your uh last or final thoughts or interpretations?
2: Uh it's literal. I mean he ends up camp there for all eternity.
0: So he, he tried to take out his dick to masturbate and he, he tripped over his hand and fell down <laughs> He gets eaten by seagulls. Things happen. What do you think's in the lighthouse?
2: I don't know. Mark uh, the same thing as the as in the pulp fishing, uh suitcase. You know, it's the MacGuffin. Yeah. It's a known MacGuffin.
4: Sure. Uh Marcel Swallow's soul. <laughs>
0: you know, they tease it a little bit with that octopus tentacle, and it reminded me a little bit of the handmaiden. Made me want to watch The Handmaiden again. Have you seen The Handmaid's Ollie? No, i have not. Oh, it's a great film. Octop- Octopi, if you will, are involved, uh, especially in the climax. I suggest you check it out. It's on Prime. It's a Prime film. Uh, they don't. I don't think there's a Region One Blu-ray. Or right? it was unlimited print when it came out. At least. Oh boy! You got to get uh, uh, foreign print if you want to get a, a hard copy. But um, yeah, it has to do with the Japanese, old school Japanese porn with uh, octopuses or octopi and women. Seen those famous old Japanese porno pictures? Yes,
2: of course. Of course.
0: I was was starting to get a little excited. I was like, hey, this will end up like the handmaiden. And then, (laughs) not quite. But yes, uh, everything is left up to interpretation we got plenty of Greek gods at play that you can see parallels in. Anything else you guys want to bring up before we rate it?
4: No, I'm good. No? no?
0: It's definitely unique. I mean, there's obviously, there's pulls from Edgar Allan Poe, Greek mythology, but uh, to do this, this is the type of thing I think you can only do after you do something like The Witch, something that's successful. You're not going to get funding for this right? right off the bat. And this didn't do that well, it made 18 million worldwide off of an 11 million dollar budget. So, although it did get them like 150 million dollars to make The
4: Northman, <laughs> yeah, which which was my favorite movie last year, but uh,
0: did not do great at the box office. No, unfortunately, COVID had a hand in that, but yeah, they probably shouldn't have given them that big of a budget.
4: It, it was very ambitious, uh, yeah. The Northman. Also has a lot of mythology and stuff like, like this movie does. So, right. which I took my dad to see it and he's like, "Oh, that's was so bizarre! Yeah. <laughs> Such a bizarre movie!" Like he didn't know how to, he didn't know how to uh, the process uh, it. Yeah, he didn't know how to process it. <laughs> it's like you've like never seen anything like that.
0: Well, let's rate it. Let's go around the room. Uh, let's rate it with both our system and then uh, letterboxed zero to five stars. Zolly, how would you rate the lighthouse?
2: Three out of five, both in normal system and in letterbox system. Okay,
0: so an eventually, in popular. three out of five, letterboxed. Yes, eventually. Okay, Brett, what say you? I I love this movie. I, I give it
4: four and a half stars on letterboxed. It is a very, uh, very high soonish for me. Soonish. Okay,
0: I'm not sure what I rated it when I first saw it, or what I have it in Letterbox as of now, but we will take a look in a, a little while, and I'll probably put it at about a three and a half. It's very good. Um, there is the like Sally, I, I thought that was quite apt to say that it's really good, but it's pretentious as shit. Because hmm. I think it, I think both are very correct. Uh, I think it is technically well made. I think maybe he's a little bit up his own ass with this, but not that he, you know, I think he delivered as well. That's the thing. It's like, well, it's good, but you know, it's like, it's one of those things where if you had had a guy that you hated or like, I guess I could relate it to James Gunn. Like if James Gunn made a really good movie. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) What if you made a really good movie and you're like, well, it's, it is pretty good, but you know, Brother he's a know what
2: it's, it's all okay.
0: <laughs> it's a little different than that, but that's it's about as close as I can get for a a real world uh, um, example. Example, yes. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I would give it an eventually and a three and a half out of box.
4: Eventually. I, I kind of mentioned it on an earlier episode in in passing, but I feel like this movie was beloved across the board when it came out. Everybody loved
0: it. And mm-hmm. over the
4: last few years people have kind of turned on it. Either that and or just
0: not talked about it.
4: Yeah. You it's, know, it's
0: it's just like every everything everywhere all at once. No one's mentioned shit about that since it won the Oscar.
4: But but the people who do talk about it, right, they 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 harp on the you know, the the gimmickry gimmickry of the uh you know the the style over substance, as we talked sure. about, and uh, apparently that's that's enough to make it unwatchable. After it was so beloved when it came out, I, I feel like a lot of people have changed their tune over the years to a much more negative uh, opinion of it. Whereas right. I I still think it's great. I, I I still
0: I still really enjoy it. I would agree with you wholeheartedly there seems like people just kind of, I don't know. Like I would say that I remember watching this in the theater and I was disappointed just because I loved Can't Well, I guess I couldn't tell you what I have on letterbox, but I, I guarantee I have at least like a four and a half for the witch. I just loved the, it was one of my favorite of that year. Loved everything about it. And I was kind of let down with the lighthouse, but you do
4: not have it rated on Letterboxd.
0: Oh, really? The The Witch? No, the the Lighthouse. Lighthouse. Oh, I got to rate everything that I've seen ever. I've been. I'll rate movies that I haven't seen in twenty five years. You know, some people just put like I've I've watched that. Like, no, I don't care. I'm gonna put a rating on it. From what I remember, I haven't seen Three Ninjas Knuckle Up since the mid nineties, but damn it, I'm gonna give it two and a half to three stars. Bet your bottom dollar. I have not rated high noon at Mega Mountain, though. I never seen that. But maybe I will with this new box set. Yeah.
4: I have not seen the high noon at Mega Mountain. Zolly seen high noon?
2: Not at Mega Mountain. Mm. i seen High you. You've
4: seen Gary
0: Cooper in my high noon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <that's> my <laughs> Skinny Hulk Hogan. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into a few more fun facts. There's a ton of them here, so. I already gave you one. Let's give you a few more. Hey, everybody. Here's some fun facts. The design of the mermaid's genitals were based on shark labia and was constructed entirely out of silicone. Robert Eggers on the backstory. The mermaid on the Starbucks coffee cup that has two tails is based on an early mermaid design. Medieval and Renaissance mermaids were always split so that these uh, anima figures were of male fantasy could perform the role that had been unfairly thrust upon them by their male imaginers. But no surprise that in the Victorian era, they closed the mermaids up and made them impenetrable. So that single-tail mermaid silhouette has become the archetypal mermaid uh, look for people today. And also what a mermaid would have looked like in the period of the movie. But we still had to figure out how mermaids can copulate and create more mermaids. So we studied Shark genitals. <laughs> Here's a fun fact. Um, the scene where Willem Dafoe's
4: character gives the sea curse to Robert Pattinson's character because he doesn't like his cooked lobster was shot in one single take. According to Robert Eggers, Defoe didn't blink for over two minutes. He's a crazy man.
3: Here's a fun fact.
0: Wake mentions that it's bad luck to kill a seagull because of superstition stating that seagulls contain the souls of sailors. Wake also mentioned that his previous assistant went mad and died. The seagull that antagonizes Winslow is missing an eye. The rotting head later found in the lobster trap, that of Wake's assistant, is shown to be missing the same eye as the seagull, implying that this seagull contained the soul of Wake's former partner. Hmm. I didn't catch that watching it. I just figured, so like at the end... When Robert Pattinson is getting his guts eaten by the seagulls, he also had one of his eyes, is at least one of his eyes is plucked mm. out.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I just figured they are making the connection to the seagull with the one eye that way. But I guess you could go this route as well. You're probably going to gonna
4: con- pause and zoom in to see all that shit because they don't show that stuff for very long on screen.
0: Yeah. Like, I remember seeing the, the the head in the lobster trap. It was one of the eyes was fucked up. I remember that. But not, not to the point where I had connected it to the seagull. I disconnected the the eye being plucked out of pads into the seagull, I guess. But, yeah, I mean, they could all be true.
3: Here's another fun fact.
0: Um, the dream
4: sequence where Wake stands naked, beaming light from his eyes into Winslow is a reference to the painting Hypnosis by German artist Sasha Schneider
0: from
1: 1904
0: Mm. according to Robert Eggers the two lead characters represent figures in Greek mythology which we somewhat talked about Wake represents Proteus an old prophetic sea god who was called the old man of the sea Winslow represents Prometheus a titan and trickster figure who defies the gods Wake's character by stealing fire represented by the light of the lighthouse
1: and that is a scientific
4: fact. Uh, Robert Pattinson's accent is based on a very specific area of Maine farming dialect, while Wilm Defoe's uh, is the jargon of Atlantic fishermen and sailors of the time. Robert Eggers was very precise about the actor's accents and line delivery. He would, for example, give instructions to say the second, he would give instructions to quote say the second sentence of your line 75% faster
3: end quote. Here's another fun fact.
0: Anya Taylor-Joy campaigned heavily for the role of the mermaid but was turned down by Robert Eggers What? That's I want to see her as mermaid as a 25 <laughs> year old mermaid she would have been of age by well, the lighthouse but not 25 I guess I do she was then,
2: 5 years ago 21 I remember Yeah, what does she know? I don't know. Old enough. (laughs) It's fine.
4: Um, The story is very loosely based on a real-life tragedy from 1801 called the Smalls Lighthouse Tragedy, in which two Welsh lighthouse keepers, both named Thomas, became trapped on their lighthouse station during a storm. When one man died, it is said to have driven the other mad. Other influences were seafaring literary classics by authors Herman Melville, Robert Louis Stevenson, and the supernaturally tinged cosmic horror tales of H.P. Lovecraft, as well as Algernon Blackwood and uh, Sarah Orne Jewett.
3: Here's
0: a fun fact. The opening shot on the boat was filmed with a, a Petzval lens, which was designed around 1840. That's a very hazy... Foggy-looking picture in the distance in the beginning. A lens from
2: 1840. Maybe. Or they just used a program to make it look like that. And you know, the period specific to story. Right. right. That's probably what they did. since so it's easier and cheaper.
0: Yeah. Uh, Robert Eggers on the fart jokes. After making the witch so miserable and self-serious, I thought if I was going to explore misery again, I would want to be able to laugh at it. There were versions of the script that were too clear. Robert
4: Eggers' goal was to make the audience go mad and become confused like Winslow. So the final script turned out being more confusing for the audience.
3: All
0: right. Yeah, there's a lot in there, uh, surprisingly, for a movie from 2019. There's a, a ton of trivia.
2: Well, I mean, people make stuff lot like I noticed this pattern on a, on a blanket. a reference to Nosferatu.
0: There must be a good commentary for this Blu-ray because it seems like all the <laughs> trivia just comes from the commentary. Yeah.
4: I got but one long. more. Okay, I got, I got, go for it. I got one more. Robert Pattinson had an unusual approach to psych himself up before emotionally extreme scenes. Robert Agar states, sometimes he'd beat himself in the face so bad, <laughs> or when it was raining through the cottage roof, Rob was drinking the rainwater in between takes. He also spun around in circles a lot. That was helpful for him. Or he stuck his fingers down his throat to make himself gag. Stuff like that. Uh, particularly the scene where both characters are drunk and Defoe lies on Pattinson's chest. He was sticking his fingers down his throat before the take. Willem gave me a look as if to say, if Rob fucking pukes on me, dot dot dot.
0: <laughs> I thought that was gonna lead into him just thinking about his relationship with Kristen Stewart to get into character or something. <laughs>
4: He's very method, apparently. (laughs) I don't know.
0: All right. uh, Anything else you wanted to mention, Zali, before we get into some plugs and let you go?
2: No, no, I've said everything I wanted to say.
0: Okay, you said your piece. Now say your piece about Cedar Cliff Collectibles.
2: Everyone should buy their stuff there.
0: They should. They should go there in person in Eagan, Minnesota. Yes, early
2: and often, as much as humanly possible
0: follow you and everything that you do uh it's been a couple of weeks since the last comic shop apocalypse but you're still keeping up on that pretty regular so uh what's your youtube page your twitter get us all search those becker,
2: you will find everything
0: and there it is the Zolly becker show on youtube yeah search Zolly becker on x you'll find them there you are also on letterbox now that's yes, something I am. New since the last time yes i am on letterbox is that just under Zolly Becker as well? I, uh, I
2: think that. so. I hope so. Let's
0: follow him on there. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. I think we'll uh, probably have you back on again soon in a couple of months, maybe talking about a Coen Brothers film, A Serious Man.
2: Oh, it's, it's it reminds me of my life.
0: <laughs> Good. Then we need you on. We all need right. the Jewish perspective for that because you it's, know, so it's, it's very it's important in understanding that film. Integral.
2: Integral. It
0: is. You need to know the ins and outs of the Torah if you're going to fully understand. Yes,
2: all that. five books from Moses. All five. Damn. No,
0: more. All five. So, Brett, if people are feel so inclined to support the show financially, where can they go to do that? And get some cool merch while they're at it. Yes. Head on
4: over to WTM, watch this dot spring.com.
0: You can follow us on Twitter uh, or X at watch this underscore movie or Brett positively wolf one, which is also his letterbox profile. Mine is under Eric underscore Mulder. Uh, please rate and review, subscribe on Apple podcasts, Spotify, Google podcasts, pretty much anywhere you listen or download podcasts uh yeah that will about do it we will check you later
1: guess we'll see you around all right check
3: you later bye later. wait man why are you always such a dork man what are you talking check about check you later check you later <laughs> hey man you're off my case oh, <laughs>